because Sierra's not a vocalist, but she has a nice voice. Janae Aiko is not a vocalist, but she has a nice voice. Jennifer Lopez doesn't have a nice voice anyway. So it was just literally 10 minutes of shit, first of all. But the <laughs> performance. <laughs> I'm just like, oh wow, like Jade, Jenny from the block. Did you see Nick? Jenny Nick was doing straight face again. Jenny from the block. Sorry, but. Shop is show show it to Knowles now. You see that? Apparently, yes. allegedly, <laughs> supposedly, reportedly. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah. All right, you ready to start? Yeah. All right, cool. Hello, guys, and welcome to season two of Don't Alert the Stands. You are here today with your hosts, Eze McKenzie and Nick and Shopper. And guys, how was your time away? Yeah, it was good, man. Like, can't believe we're back in to recording season two. It's crazy to think, you know, how quick this time went. Um, We were away for like two months. So, yeah, it's really interesting to be back. Cannot wait for the surprises we have for you guys. And it's going to be a great season. Great discussions. A lot has happened in our absence. Yeah, a lot that we should have spoken about, (laughs) but we were away. Yeah. But yeah, the music industry's mad mm. and we're here to talk about it. That so yeah, yeah, season two, baby, we back and it, we're ready to trigger your class. <laughs> Get ready. It, I mean, it felt like it went um, really quickly because we were away for two months, but obviously we're back right now. It felt like it was like a swoop into season two, which is kind of, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and obviously we did miss a lot. Uh, we, did, we missed a lot. Some will be discussed today, obviously, but we, we did miss a lot that happened. Um, obviously there was that thing in Jan with Mr. Robert and then obviously 21 Savage and all of that. There there was just a lot of music, a lot in the UK, obviously RIP Cadet. Um, yeah, there was just a lot that happened a lot and it's just a testament to the fact that the music industry moves so fast and me and Shopee were actually talking about how music winds down in Christmas and all of that. And ironically, it just picked up straight away in January with like Robert all over our timelines, all over the media, all of that. So yeah, that did go quick because of mm. all the events I think that happened. And all, yeah, just all of the kind of involvement from the music industries. And obviously we ended on the Grammys. It's the beginning, we got a Grammy special for you guys. So yeah, it was quick with that kind of timeline of things like the Grammys coming up and the nominations being announced and yeah a lot to dissect man yeah and you just mentioned cadet i was gonna see if we could leave that till the end of the episode but just wanted to say r.i.p to cadet obviously that was terrible news to hear um seeing the success that he was having with um all of his freestyles um the way that he had so much energy in every single freestyle that i saw from him at least um 
the song that came out with Dino performed quite well. I don't actually know where it charted or anything, but I know it did do quite well. Mm. Um, and from just listening to interviews and everyone that he's kind of interacted with, it seems like he was a very genuine guy. Um, I never met him. I don't know anyone who's actually met him, but from listening to people who were quite close to him, it seemed like he was quite humble, quite a... just a very very nice person and it's a massive shame it was very unexpected i woke up and i just couldn't believe it i still can't believe it to this day um it's one of the most scariest things being on your week yeah but like being on a ladder to your dreams and all of a sudden it all just disappears just before you reach it's horrible yeah Um, but obviously wishing best wishes towards his family um towards his fans and yeah, just listening back to his music now, I listen to um, his letter to, to Krept and it just has a completely different mi- like meaning now. Um, towards the end of the video, there's like uh, a montage of him and, K- him and Krept when they were younger. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, that almost brought me to tears. I was like, these two have like been grinding since the beginning. And obviously they had their little fallout and he, yeah. they both addressed that they had their issues. But at the end of the day, they were two people who had history together. Definitely. And it's ended like this. So thoughts go out to Corrupt, obviously. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say RIP just quickly. Yeah, like I think for me, it just kind of signaled, like obviously everyone always says this, but the locality of it for me just kind of signaled that you need to live life in the moment, like do what you like actually want to do because when you die, none of it matters. Your job doesn't matter. The people that you love obviously are going to like respect you and stuff, but people have forgotten so quickly. Look how quick music moved since he died. It feels like it's been a month almost because of how much has happened in the week that he kind of went and um which was last friday and it's crazy just do what you want to do like live in your moment and do what your heart says not what you think is always logical like obviously if it's between eating and doing your dream obviously eat and then strategize for later but honestly just live your life for the moment because you never know when something's gonna happen he died in a fucking cab like you don't you know uber you literally don't know what the next turn's gonna be like you i might not be here tomorrow like you literally don't no so that's what it signaled to me and it also signaled that beyond this petty shit like the uk music business actually can come together because of the locality of it like on sunday there was this thing in hyde park miss banks was there i think lady Alicia was there like loads of artists came together to just like lift some balloons and like say they're they're like peace with him and like peace be with you like rest in peace all of that and i saw it on multiple instagram stories the members of the public came together it was just like celebrities and you know music artists and just the general public like loads of passers-by when i know um i saw loads of articles on it i just think it was really important to kind of signify his 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 death in that kind of way and it was so ironic because he literally was, I hate when people say they were on the rise, but he literally, he was on the rise. The visibility of him was rising even more so. He was starting to collab more, you know, Lady Alicia revealed they had a collab together on the rise as well. And it's it's always just a shame when someone's about to reach their potential that, um, and their mainstream visibility that they go like that. So yes, like Eden said, RIP, all the sentiments there and yeah, I just hope the harmony in the UK music industry um, in that that in that sphere of things continues because of it. And, you know, people just leave the petty shit aside and live their dreams, to be honest. But those are my thoughts. We're now going to move on to the show, make it a bit more upbeat. Let's move on to Shopee section. So Shopee. 
Right, so once again, we will all now discuss what we've all been listening to. I have personally loved that there has been somewhat of a respite in terms of music releases. Well, for me anyway, I don't know about these two, but there's not really been much that I would care to listen to drop in the last month and a half or so. So I've just really been listening to what I want to, when I feel like it, and also taking the time to check out some releases that came out last year i didn't really have the time to check out properly but that being said there there were quite a few things that came out yesterday that i want to check out august arsena ndre um shaka khan so i'll be checking those out things i want to pick up but yeah so firstly we have van jess's silk canvas so they are nigerian american duo and i've been following them for about six years or so and they're doing youtube covers and um they released their debut their debut album last year self-released and um this was a project that i kind of had heard bits and pieces of last year but just never really took the time to really delve into it because too much was going on but the last two weeks i've really been playing it playing it and i really 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 like this project and i say that because then we now have this like you know future beats movement we're seeing the influence of like people like Kate Shinada and Golink of their sound. But it's nice to actually have an album on artists like this with singers, cause that those sounds are very influenced by like R and B as well as like house music, electronic music. So, um but I like that it's also very throwback, like in the same way that it reminds me of like disclosure and Kate Shinada, like I said, but I also like get elements of like groove theory. Aaliyah and SWV's second album especially so like uh, the new beginning album and also even just from a vocal point like they sound very similar to like T-Boys from TLC and Latosha from Escape and um yeah I don't really know what else to say really but I do like that there's now becoming a rise in R&B duos again like in the 90s we had you know Floetry and Jarnay and changing faces but now we have Van Jess, we have Chloe and Halley, we have Oshun. So it's just nice to hear to have that back in the the landscape, you know, because in an era where girl groups or boy groups, well groups in general just kind of are dying really. We don't really have any major groups at the moment aside from Little Mix, but anyway. So yeah, that's that. My favorite songs from this project are Control Me, Through Enough, Another Lover, Addicted until morning so secondly we have Ezekiel's Our Father so he's um um a British artist he's been in the UK R&B scene for a good six years now like um he's probably one of the few people that can boast of having Prince as a fan at 19 years old Prince tweeted one of his songs New Romance which is a great song by the way and he's gone on tour and worked with people like Gorillaz and Massive Attack and what I love about Ezekiel is that he kind of just shows that R&B can always be broad and experimental. It's not so linear. Like, so some of his songs are very much like futuristic soul. Some of them are very like psychedelic and have rock influences. And then others are just like very much in that Marvin Gaye pocket, very much within that Al Green kind of pocket. So he dropped his debut album, Our Father, which is basically... um comprised of three EPs he put out over the year, which was um, family, youth, and mental health. 
with three new tracks and um what i love mostly about this project is the subject matter i feel like with um british artists especially british r&b artists we don't really probably more so now the last year and a half but i feel like when i think about british artists over the years we weren't really talking about serious topics so like on his album he's talking about fatherhood being he's a young father talking about mental health masculinity being a struggling musician and just kind of being an overall vulnerable man like you're just getting a real um insight to where he he is as a man today um in the world in britain and it's like race in britain like we always discuss race but some of the songs are very particular to the, the racism in britain because there are there is a difference a similarity but there is a, a difference and um sonically is quite subdued and low-key compared to his older um his older projects but i really like that like it's very um it's very cohesive it's a very nice easy listen and um yeah i don't really have anything else to say actually i have one more thing to say actually on him what he's made a big point of in his interviews was that he wanted to show an alternative black British experience because he says and I agree with this fully that and I've said this too on the show that it feels like when it comes to black British music it's like grime and UK hip hop is the proxy for all black music here and that anything else just isn't that or it isn't worth of knowing it's like everything has to kind of be from the council estate kind of aesthetic and sound and even some of our biggest stars are from that community and obviously those stories need to be told too but we have other I guess stories that need to be told in the UK from a black perspective. So that's him. And my favorite songs from that are Pyramids and Starships, Loading, Don't Make the Babies, and Can We Have Fun in This House Tonight? So check that out, guys. And then lastly, lastly, we have the woman running pop music right now, Miss Ariana Grande with Thank You Next. And my, 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 my. My girl came through and I'm so glad because I was a bit, I was a bit unsure about releasing an album six months later, but I think it really um, paid off and it was actually worth, worth it because I have not grown to like Sweetener now, six months later, but I just kind of felt that um, given where she was like, in, in her career at the time, um, obviously the Manchester attack thing had just happened and, you know, she obviously wanted to make an album that was, it was, it kind of just felt like a very calculated album. Like even her manager was saying that this album is going to be the album that will give her classics like Mariah Carey and Celine Dion and Whitney Houston, which obviously is great, but it just kind of felt like there was a lot of like thoughts, too much thought went into that album and it kind of fell flat for the most part. Whereas this album, it just felt like more organic, more inspired. It was the result of a burst in creativity. It didn't feel forced. It just felt like I'm just, I just want to make music right now. I just want to get all my emotions off. And it came out really, really, really well. The production, the production is sharp. It's infectious. And it really is a lasting impression. Like, after the first day like I was already like humming songs to myself like it was already having a strong impression on me and what I love is that um you really are getting a sense of where Ariana is mentally so what I what I believe she wanted to do with the last album she's done excellently well and executed perfectly well on this album wrapped up in a nice great pop R&B album and it's very like assured so um 
And I've now been questioning over the last week or so, is this her best album? Like, it's obviously only been a week or so since it came out, but I've been playing this every damn day and like, it goes off. Like, it, it really bangs. And I'm someone who loves all her, her projects by the last one. And she did really well. And I do think comparison to her first three albums, whereas I think it was just an exercise in, oh, we have a big pop star on our hands. Let's just try and make sure she's charting and selling. I felt for the first time that Ariana the person came out like she now has her own persona like that's how we kind of how we have things with regards to Beyonce and Rihanna they have like a singular voice and perspective that runs through their whole brands I feel like we're now starting to see Ariana have her own little signatures now so she did a really good job and for the first major pop release of the year she's set the bar very high so you other white girls other pop girls you better bring it although I won't be listening to you anyway um but um, yeah, so my favorite songs on this album is actually hard to choose. Like even Seven Rings has grown on me now. Like hearing it in the context of the album, like that song goes off too. But it's not my favorite. But my favorite songs are Needy, Bad Idea, Break Up With Your Girlfriend, Imagine, and NASA. And those are my three listens for the week. Check them out, all three solid projects. And Eden. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so if this is listens that we've been listening to over the whole break thing, um, I'm just going to condense it. Um, there were quite a few projects that I listened to, but some of them that have kind of stood out for me and are, I have an emotional attachment to, I'm going to speak about more. So for my three, I have Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. So with this album, I had a few issues because previously I'd cancelled Nipsey Hussle um, because of his controversial opinions, because of the way that he was behaving. Um, one of the things I did appreciate about him as a person is he's a huge advocate for black business. Um, and obviously I'm aware that doesn't encompass um, black uh, people as a whole. It's very heterosexual men, black culture that he kind of stands for. Um, I've seen he's got a new documentary coming out about Dr. Sebi, which mm -hmm. I'm a bit skeptical about, but I'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. I've got like a kind of weird feeling about this album just because I feel like it should have been called Masters because literally on every single song, he talks about how he owns his own, his own masters. Like literally every lyric is about how he owns his own masters. Mm. But as, as an album, I thought it was amazing. It took a while for me to get into, but when I finally caught the rhythm of it, the, um, the feel of the album from like the West Coast and stuff, I was like, okay, this guy is solid. Um, my favorite track from it is at the moment, last time that I checked, I just love that so much. It goes off in the car um, and he's just literally just braggadocio completely throughout the entire song. Uh, trying to think what else was on there. Let me just take a quick look. Victory Lap, obviously. Um, the song with Kendrick. Oh, he's the first person I've heard to wash Kendrick on a song. I feel like he wiped Kendrick out on this on, on this song, personally. I don't know if Yikes. Nick agrees, but I feel like he wiped it. Like his second his second um his second bars were f fucking incredible to me. Like where he talks about how he owns a, his own masters, he'll be damned if he earns if he he'll be damned if he earns money for these white like and I was like I think the passion was there more. Yeah. I don't know if it was passion, but I just felt the verse more. I was like, yeah, let's get it. Mm. Um but yeah, it was really really good. And then my second album is Choker. 
So oh, yeah, wave. Choker is amazing. Can't wait. The album Honey Bloom is what I was listening to. Um, he, he's very reminiscent to Frank Ocean. Sometimes when he's singing, I'm like, okay, he almost sounds identical to Frank Ocean. Um, but he makes amazing music. One of my favorite songs by him is a song called, well, that's my favorite song. I can't remember it. It is called, where is it? Lily. So Lily is on a song, on an album called, or it's an EP, Mono No Moto. And I just love it. I just love the feel. I love the beat. It's very like, I want to say cute. I don't know if, the, when you listen to it, see if that makes sense, but it just feels very cute. Um, but his music is incredible. Uh, very abstract. Uh, definitely check it out if you have a moment. And then lastly, and now I'm going to be called a stand for this. So Far Gone, after 10 years, was released by Drake. Well, re-released by Drake. Um, and it just brought back a host of memories. Um, being young and um, just listening about this guy called Drake and just listening to his music and being like, okay, he's going to blow up, like be huge over here. Because he was already kind of growing momentum in America and um, Canada, obviously. But just listening to him. And I remember being in Canada when I first heard a song by Drake, which was... Um, I think it might have been best I ever had, you know. I think that's the first time I ever heard a Drake song. That must song. have been crazy because Toronto was blowing up back then. Yeah. For Drake. Like, but that's no, when they were like yeah. repping it. But I was listening to pop radio. So that's probably why I heard best I ever had is the first yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but actually it might have not been the best, the first song, but it's the first song that I actually took in. Because I remember driving around Toronto, like with my uncles and stuff, and just being in the back seat, just listening to this this best I ever had song. I was like, this, this kind of bangs, you know. And then mm. I remember the video, which was like, um, American football themed and stuff like that. Mm. And it just brought back so many memories and it's still good to this day as well. And you can't really say that about a lot of artists. Mm. Um, but it's just, I just, just memories, literally. He took too long to re release it though, which pissed me off because he did say the 14th and it came out in the UK, I think around 6 a.m. on the 15th. But that's how it works with like some streaming. Like It took too long. Wait, that's it. what we the 14th. You're complaining about two days. Yeah. It's one day. And I'm complaining. But in America, it came out late as well. Yeah, I think because he, he probably planned it late or something. Like, yeah. And he probably has samples to clear. There's yeah. probably like illegal stuff. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's a mixtape. But isn't he aware of that as an artist though? Because he's set the date. So you should be aware of the things that are holding you back. But to be honest, I feel like it came, like looking at the kind of reception, I think so far gone it was random. Like it kind of just appeared from, the, obviously it was the anniversary and there's anniversaries of projects all the time. But on social media, I just saw it suddenly start to gain, oh my God, everyone started sharing their memories so far gone, this is me. And then afterwards he tweeted, oh, by the way, I'm gonna like, I think, I don't think it was a plan to like release it on stream. And I think, I feel like he, cause he's Drake, obviously he can do these things, but he like rushed it together after that response. Okay, that's fair enough. Personally, I feel like it was that. But and it was two days. Okay, but yeah, personally, like, you can get, but that's a quick turnaround for the stream. Era. But what I am saying you is Eden is I am saying as a Drake that it came, stand, he wanted it, it, it came out quicker. late. It came out later than the date he that he wanted promised. It on quicker. We're in the era of surprise albums. At least be on time, please. Okay, but we heard it. Go how could a surprise album be on time? I didn't say it was a surprise album. He told us about it. I'm saying we're in the era of surprise albums. Can you please be on time if you schedule something? 
Well, albums come out on Friday anyway. And okay, he but he promised yesterday. the fourteenth. He probably didn't realize. You could have gone to Audio Mac, which is on my phone exactly. now, and played it on the day to like, reminisce. I have, like, it's I have on the album. No, but okay. Laptop, he so. promised it on streamers. I have Spotify. Streaming platforms. I pay nine ninety nine a month. Nigga, you got it on your phone. Relax. No, no, like no, literally, no, no, wait, it's wait, on your me, phone. Let me bring the mic closer. It's on your phone. I pay nine ninety nine a on month. It's on your phone. And he promised it on streaming platforms, and it wasn't. It there. is Saturday. So it's on your phone. that's like, where we're currently at. But it's on my phone now. That's two, all that matters. Right. Two so it's actually one day. Why do you keep saying two? The fourteenth. Okay, either way, that's even worse. It was one day. No, it's, it's even worse. The fact that he missed the date that he promised. That happens all the time. Are you still oh, going to play okay, Drake? Let me ask you a question. Are you still going to play Drake? Yes. We said right. we'll record today. If I come on Sunday, would you guys be okay? Is that the same thing? Why is no, it the same thing? Because I promised the date and I'm not there. Why isn't it the same Nigga, thing? Nigga, we heard the project. Like, it's on. No, but why is it the, the same uh, thing? The, you already yeah. had the project. You can go on YouTube and play the songs if you wanted to. Okay, so I can turn up tomorrow then instead of today. It's not the same thing. It is the same thing. Because there are, more barriers, the same there are thing. more barriers to releasing an album to streaming levels than coming to fucking record mm. the podcast. Have you seen the train that I get into London every single Eden, day? Bro. All right, we're waffling. We're waffling. Drake Anyways. is on your platforms now. Like. Anyways. You really like. showed your stand card today. You really showed your stand card today. What do you mean? I was right. No, I like, I like I efficiency. Right. I like efficiency. If you promise something, deliver it on the day. That is literally what I like. I'm literally like, I, I would be like, oh, okay, tomorrow then. Cool, move on. Audio Mac. Okay, but I'm you not sure. No, no, Mac, wait, YouTube, hold on, hold on, SoundCloud. Wait, I'm confused. Because I'm Eden. I've been playing so far gone I'm Eden. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Eden. I'm Eden. I'm not shopping on Nick. And Eden is upset at the fact he wasn't releasing the Okay, it's fine now. So the anger is No, but I'm happy it's there now. I'm happy it's there done. But it's about efficiency. It isn't about- Okay, efficiency. Like You'll a quick, learn. like You'll a quick, learn. like a quick his note. His stands added him like yourself. Well, you didn't at him, but you. I'm not a Drake stand. It's fine. I'm not a Drake stand. I just appreciate so when people are on time. He'll know if he releases one of his. But yeah, this album, memories. I loved it, and let's move on to Nick. I um like Eden and Shoppe um took the time to digest some projects, um that came out during the break as well um. They were some new releases actually that I was anticipating from um, before, but I was like, finally I'll have the time to listen without um, having to worry about so many releases coming out at the same time because January does tend to be a quieter time in music in terms of the actual songs and things, even though the culture was not. <laughs> music and hip hop culture and R&B culture and all that. But um, yes, I did get a chance to listen to three projects um, which absolutely impressed me in different ways. One was by, you know, I have a feeling for female rappers right now. So Dreezy obviously released her tape, um, which was called, I think, Big Dreez. And yeah, it was called Big Dreez. And that was in January, late Jan, the last week of Jan, I believe. And I think she kind of went away because she is signed to like Interscope and stuff. So she went away, recorded for ages. I wasn't actually expecting a project this soon in the year because she released... Um, where the money at and then she released chanel slides with um cash doll but i thought she was just releasing singles like new newer artists tend to do to kind of just gain traction build a fan base all of that kind of stuff but i didn't know that she had a project planned for early 2019 i thought it would be like mid to late 2019 so i was i was, I was just personally excited to hear her growth because she is one of the upcoming female MCs that actually have bars and can actually back it up and can go bar for bar for like three minutes so um yeah, this this album from Chicken Noodle Soup, which is the opener, she just went in lyrically. Like she she was like, I'm here. I'm going to prove what I'm worth to the game. And 
you ain't gonna fuck with me basically. And I like her big bossy attitude that she's come back with. Cause before when she released the song with Jeremiah, um, but your body or body or me or whatever it's called, um, or body, I think it's called, um, she gained a bit of traction and people were like, oh my God, looking at her, but no one kind of knew who she was and stuff. And I knew her from before that when she'd done the Chirac remix, um, when Nicki Minaj dropped that song and she killed it, like lyrics for lyrics. So on this song, the one with Jeremiah, like two years ago, I was kind of confused as to why they made her to be like this. But this project kind of shows the multiple sides of her. So I personally think from listening to her now and in the gap, uh, she released a con- song called Spar as well. Um, she's got three sides to her. So she's got the lyrical bossy side. She's got the melodic R&B, like she can still go bar for bar there, but she can make a nice little melodic song. And then she's got the song where she's just like, I'm um, kind of on her trap shit, like I'm um, kind of like Asian doll in a bit in that kind of way. So the songs I like on this project are the opener, Chicken Noodle Soup, Play With Ya. Um, the song with her apparent boyfriend called Love Someone, um, Chaquise, yeah, guys, I'm just never going to get that name right. Just, yeah, bear with me. He thinks it's Chaquai for some reason. Listen, I don't know. I'm weird. How does it, how does that work? I don't know. I really don't. I really don't. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. The spelling is right. You think the S is silent? I, I, yeah, I thought some, something, I don't know. Something's like funky with it. I don't know. And, um, the last song is R.I.P. Aretha, which actually has nothing to do with Aretha Franklin. It's just her going bar for bar. Like, ironically, it's just literally her going bar for bar. And a fan actually went, why the fuck did you name it this song? And she's like, I can do what the fuck I want. Like, what's so, this, what's the song about? Like, it's, it's just about her being in her shit. Like, just... Well, you know what? About her garden. Maybe she recorded it the day Aretha died. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. was just like, I'm feeling like my body. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it maybe, is maybe that. that's what maybe it is. Maybe it's a time marker, like yeah. a date, but like just maybe it's the, the day words. Aretha died. Yeah. But Dreezy is on her shit. Like honestly, love someone um should be a single. Like honestly, her and you know I did say on this show previously, I do not listen to that guy, like Jacquees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get it wrong. I don't give a give a shit. But um yeah, they should make a video for that. That's the one of the only songs I think he actually does something on. So yeah, that's Dreezy. It's called Big Dreezy. She's still signed to Interscope and I really hope she does things this year. Female rap is on the rise this year. Like genuinely, as I'm having a moment right now. Mm, Megan mm. The Stallion making moves in Billboard hip hop um, charts and all of that kind of stuff. So there are moves to be made this year and hopefully Dreezy is one of the ones that does it. So that's Dreezy. Moving on to another new artist as well. So this artist is signed to Tunji, um, powerful a and does great things for the R&B arena. And he's he's basically shape-shifted RCA in the space of like three years, even though he's been on um, in the music industry for like a decade. But um, he's got this artist on Normani's label, Keep Cool slash RCA called Lucky Day. And um, he's got a project just called Two in um, Roman numerals. Uh, and this project was released about two to three weeks ago and it is fucking phenomenal. Like this artist um, lives in Atlanta now. He moved there to kind of um, make a name for himself and like luckily Tunji saw him and I was actually ironically like speaking to Tunji like weirdly enough and he was like to me, he signed him um, when he saw him live. He was just like, I knew it. I got that infectious like feeling from the old school days of A&R um, and he just knew to kind of like sign him then and I was like, 
that's amazing because like he just sounds from jump like an artist that actually cares about R&B I love that we're all hyping R&B I love that R&B is moving into a big place I love that the likes of LMA and her were able to champion R&B on the Grammys which we'll get to but I do think in R&B nowadays the new school wave of R&B there is this kind of lack of in certain sectors of it lack of in the mainstream sectors of it, I'm just going to clarify, um, this kind of carefree, lack of depth, lack of emotions, kind of like whispering almost, like with some, there's the trend of the whisperers, like we all know who they are. Um, and I just feel like Lucky Day actually doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm going to put my passion on the um, the play. I'm going to give you that, um, that almost new Jack Swing kind of um, passion, that kind of um, boys to men kind of vocal runs and all that kind of stuff. And just kind of, he reminds me of like Stevie Wonder in places as well. Um, I'm not gonna gas it, it's only four songs, but I'm just gonna say that there's there's a lot boys of emotions. Boys to men and Stevie Wonder. There's a lot of emotions there and it kind of, there was a no, lot- No, but you're saying vocally it's on that level. I would just say passion, like the the, the passion is there. Vocally, he's solid. But can he sing, sing like that? Though? He can sing, sing. He can sing, sing. And I, I'm, I'm, don't make me play it. I'm gonna go here like Bryson Taylor was. Like, no, was no, it, no, 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 no. It's not. You know, Bryson Taylor's a different thing. We're, that's trap soul. That's a different kind of thing. And it's I've, been, I've been hearing Lucky Days dope. I've Lucky Days hearing, dope. Tunji does not sign shit, so he would not have signed. You know. Lucky day if he did not think he had the potential. And he he does like this song. Every one of his songs, you hear passionate vocal runs. Like you hear those passionate vocal runs. And I believe that he could do it live. Like I did gas a Dancy and I've been hearing <laughs> other things about, you know, him live, you know, to be contested. Some are saying for, some are saying against the vocal runs. But um, yeah, this guy, I feel like he could do it live. He could do a little essence set or something. We'll, we'll see if he gets booked for that. Tunji can work his magic. But um, yeah, that is Lucky Day number two. Quick it's question. Called... When did you speak to Tunji? Like... It was just via DMs. It was just like um, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, he follows you? Yeah. Oh. Okay, shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, last um, album of... Yeah, last album of this week. There's so many projects I want to give you guys, but... Don't worry, go to my Twitter. But um, Boogie, Everything's For Sale. Oh, um, this project was released by Shady Records slash Interscope Records. So Eminem's label, if you don't know. Um, and this guy has been grinding for years, like literally SoundCloud, been seeing his projects on there for years. Um, not to be mistaken with Boogie with the hoodie, that's from the guy from New York. But yeah, just Boogie if you're searching him, B-O-O-G-I-E. And yeah, Everything's For Sale. This project was just so passionate, like so fucking passionate it deals with trauma it deals with like um the pits of despair like in terms of you trying to reach your dreams it it just deals with like a lot of depth and emotions and like it it, it kind of encompasses what some of hip-hop's older school artists were about in terms of you know this is my experience this is my lived experience and i'm putting it to the table and he really just does own who he is as a person through this project and it feels like he's living in his truth in the, in this sense. And, um, you know, from the dealings of drugs and gangs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the cover is literally <laughs> homage to the bloods, like literally it's all red and then walking out of a, um, uh, like church. So it kind of signals someone died. And if I'm not mistaken, I may have to reclarify this, but I think it's about the death of one of his um, family members, like some of it as well. So this project deals with a lot. Uh, my favorite song on this record is Soho featuring Jid, um, who is signed to Dreamville. Um, amazing artist as well. I've spoken about him on this podcast before. 
and they just go bar for bar back and forth with each other and it's just so it's proper exciting to hear like when I heard this song I was just like oh shit like he's going in I don't really care for the Eminem feature we all know why it's on there because he signed to it um so I don't really care for rainy days but the whole album as a whole is really good the song with black or slack whatever you want to call him six slack um sky drive skydive sorry two is good as well um, and just as a whole, really cohesive body of work. I'd say you have to listen to it as a whole. Don't just dip and dip in and out of songs. That's not how you listen to an album on the first listen anyway. But um, those are my three suggestions. Uh, and yeah, hopefully you'll be seeing our three suggestions on socials. Um, so you can actually get, yeah, get to know them a bit more better visually. But yeah, that's the music se- uh, music suggestion section done. We will give you what you promised. We will give you what you came here for. Welcome to the 61st annual Grammy Award. 2019 Grammys did air this week. Um, a lot happened. A lot happened more culturally, which is quite interesting because I, I like to kind of see what happens outside of the whole music industry and how culture shifts and all that kind of stuff. So it was really interesting to see what happened outside and during the Grammys that were more cultural. But we're going to go through basically the performances first. Let's go through the winners and losers. Just go through. Do you want to do winners and losers losers first? first. Okay. Okay, guys. So we're going to do the... um, nominations first then we're going to go into the um actual performances well, the yeah the, the, yeah the nominations winners and losers um and then we're going to go into the performances and then we're going to go into general cultural stuff which i was talking about after that happened before and after and during the grammys so with that hello bt Anyway, um, we'll get to you soon. We will get to you, BT, very soon. Um, But let's do general. Okay. Okay, so the first one. (sighs) Record of the year. Okay, so the winner was This Is America, Childish Gambino. Can you remember what we predicted? I can't. No. We should have got a list. Ah. But we did, I don't think we said this. We said it could, but I don't think we said, I think it was a Travis record we said. Is Travis in this category? I kind of feel like I've, I said like, I can definitely see it going to him. But because obviously it panders towards. Sorry, that was. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I feel like actually, no. We might have actually said this is America. Yeah, you, I think you did because... Let's not Cardi- what we might have said. Let's just yeah. go to our reactions Anyway, now. this is America. So in the category, I'll just quickly go, was I like it, Cardi, Bad Bunny, whatever. The joke, Brandy, Carlyle, whatever. Yeah. God's Plan, Shallow, Lady Gaga, All the Stars, Kendrick and Scissor, Rockstar, Posty and 21, Savage, and then the middle, um, Zed, Mo- uh, Mara Morris and Grey. So yeah, out of the suggestions... It was one of the ones that were, you know, obviously in the the sub running for winning. We all know that. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not really like, it created a moment, but I just don't think it was like a whole year kind of thing. Like, in my opinion. You don't think so? Compared to these other songs, I would say I so. Compared to his, yeah, it's definitely an elevation in his career. Like, let's no, be I mean, real. to the songs in the cat into the in the oh category. the other songs in the category. Okay, I would say um, so. I feel like I like it was a bit more of a moment by Carly B. 
and Bad Bunny. Um, all the stars definitely not even in, like a moment like that. But um, yeah, Rockstar, no, like. It, it, it is one of the top two, so obviously it's deserving. On to my win. end, I'm, I'm just a bit confused. Um, I don't really feel any way about this category anyway, but um, I would have given it to Cardio Childish. I think Childish is deserving. It was a massive song. It was a big hit, and the the week after it dropped, it was literally everywhere. Everyone's talking about that, and even from a charting standpoint, because you're going to talk about it and have the impact. It didn't leave the top ten for a good four months, so. I feel like it owns a part of the year, but not like all of the year. I feel like one of Travis's songs should have been in this category, to be honest. But yeah, anyway. I wouldn't put Travis, but no. Travis is, especially from a singles perspective, second mode, especially only really dominated towards the end of last year. Mm. Even though the album had been out, but as a single. Yeah. It didn't really, because it didn't even top the charts till about, what? September. No, fair enough. It was a late. It was a late entry to the game because obviously I like it was the yeah. summer of the summer thing. Uh, do you know what? And to it, be fair, I feel America like they came out all came too. So yeah, I feel like they all came after each other. Like so, if Travis was to be in this category, it would have been like Travis. Um, not tra- childish. Then Cardi, and then like in terms of moments, like sweeps in the industry. But um, yeah. No, to be honest, to be fair, it is deserving um, out of the choices in the category. But I'm not I, mad ju- at you. I just feel a bit like, ugh. Like, do you know what I mean? But anyway, album of the year. Obviously, this happens every couple of years. It happens every couple of years, okay? Like, it ha- happens every couple of years. So, Golden Hour by um, Casey Musgraves won. Um, and this, I believe, is a country album. I believe it's a country album. So this happens every couple of years. So it happened that year where I think it was it Beyonce that people thought were going to win. And then... Um, it happened to her twice. Yeah. Well, there was one specific moment where those... Uh, I think it was when self-titled What was it? Out. Lady and... Was it them? No. So, some self-titled uh-huh. one. No, it was nominated. No, but who won? Who was Beck. the one that won? Beck. That's it. Beck. 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 That one. She was yeah. like, why people were mad. To win. People were mad. I feel like the Grammys do that for trolling. Like they just they nominate people who are like, yeah, they you know they give did, you a little thing. They did it with Lemonade that. and gave it to Adele. Mm. And, mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much to say on that. You know, that was Janelle's award. At the end. <laughs> oh. Bold statement. Ida, what do you think about that? Do you want me to tell you who was nominated, did it? I'm looking at it now. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, what do you think about it? Mm, I think Janelle Monáe should have won that. But I'm looking, and the only other white person in this category was Post Malone. So, yeah, Casey Musgraves is going to win that. So, that's all I'm going to say. And that kind of encapsulates what I think about the Grammys. So, yeah. Cool. Like, you know, good for her. Like, I haven't heard the albums, so I can't judge. I'm sure it's good. It, pro- it probably is good because country tends to be, like, really good. Like, in terms of a genre, like, really good There's music. quality there. Yeah, there's quality. Great definitely, singers. definitely. I just feel like there's a bias in terms of how the Grammys and the board and stuff see country as a genre and, like, pop. And then how they see hip-hop and R&B. But that's, that's been new. Like, everyone knows that, you know. We don't really need to talk about it. Drake encompasses it in its, his speech, which we'll get to later. But, yes. Who the fuck is Brandy Carlo? It, that was Janelle Monáe's award. The end. Anyway. <laughs> who is that? Does anyone know who that is? Nope. Okay. 
some country people probably. I, I don't think she's country right about she's not country. Oh. I don't know who she is, but I know she wasn't a country. Oh might bang, you never know. I'm sure it does, but it was Germany the Ward. <laughs> I'm looking at um Casey Musgraves like Spotify and she does have quite a big interaction as well. Mm. So no it might, countries it might not be that I don't even know if she's country. Is she country? No, she is country. Right? Someone said country, like billboard or something. So yeah, she's she's definitely country. Um it's fine. Like country is a big genre, like there's money and legacy in like country in terms of like your career could be really long in that in that genre. So like I'm not I'm not sleeping I, I listen to some country artists, so literally it's a it's a good genre, but I'm just thinking like, yeah, I don't I don't know. They clearly set this up because of the amount of people that were in the genre that could have you know won. But anyway, same kind of thing right here. Um, I think the only there's a couple of new additions, but it's basically that record of the year, song of the year. This is America one again. Um, what do you think about that? Was it basically the same? It's the same category as yeah, record. Swear, Except that one goes to the writers, one goes I to the artists. I Travis is, is in Song of the Year. Pardon? I think Travis is in Song of the Year. I think he's in that category. No, no, he's no, not. He's not. Oh. Booed up, all, all the stars. stars, God's plan, in my blood. The joke. Sean Mendes. Oh, Sean Mendes is a writer here. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, I think he writes most of his stuff. You know, the joke. I need to still get into this one. Um, the middle. And shallow Lady Gaga, of course, Lady Gaga. This is America shouldn't have won that. I don't even know. I don't even know. What's the difference that. though? I feel like we discussed it last and time. One goes to the writers and one or like the writers are included and then one's like the artist, like in the song. Like if but what does that mean? Sense. But like okay, but Yeah, record of the year includes like the mixers and stuff. So like the producers credit like they get the Grammy too. So the song is like um, better written song. Um if that's the case, I would even though I do love This Is America, I wouldn't give it that because it's there's not really that many lyrics to the song. Nick, did you read the bio for um Best New Song? Or Song of the Year, sorry. Did you read it? Where? What like go click into it? Yeah, it, it tells it you what, what counts and what, why people someone would win it says uh, a songwriter's award a song is eligible if it was first released or if it is first achieved promin- prominence during the eligibility year read the difference there's that's, a difference that's really it. there's a difference the song of the year i'll read it so song of the year is awarded for a single or for one track from an album this award goes to the songwriter who actually wrote the lyrics and or melodies to the song song in this context means the song is composed not its recording oh that would make sense so it's like the composition part of the song oh so it's not actually the lyrics so um, well, com- no, it goes to the songwriter, so the composition, like, so the sort the writing, the project, like, all the oh, back of okay, house okay, kind okay, of stuff. Okay. Um, and then Record of the Year is also awarded for a single individual track, but the recipient of this award is the performing artist, the producer, recording engineer, and or mixer um, for that song. So in this sense, record means a particular recorded song, not its composition or an album of songs. So... I guess the difference more so comes from the fact that the song writer is craft is is uh is given the award more for its song of the year and then record of the year is the actual everything else. Like so Well if that's the case, record of the year, fine, Charles Gambino, fine. Song of the year, no. I didn't but Yeah, then, I I'd I would say that honestly I wouldn't really have given it to any of these songs, no shade. That's what I'm. I'm, th- I'm actually thinking like, about none, it. Like, I'm just kind of, of like, none, none, hmm, none of these songs. Like, if I had okay, to, right. 
You know, if like, you know what, if I have to, like, you're going to lie as laugh, but booed up in terms of it, you know, she created a nice, um, airtight, catchy, R&B mainstream song that really took over the nation, took over last year. So for that, I may have given it to her, but honestly, I wouldn't give it to anyone. I might actually... I need to listen to it again, but I might have given it to Shallow by Lady Gaga. Actually, Shallow too, Just because Lady Gaga's super talented and it was literally only her and, like usual, Bradley Cooper that wrote the song. So, like, it literally, it's the least amount of people in the room and that amounted to the quality. And I've actually watched the film that, you know, she was in this year or last Last year, sorry. Um, And she's she's amazing in it. Like, literally, she is. Like, and I know... The film's overrated, but... It is overrated, but her as an actress, like... an actual artist a music artist transitioning to that and doing it so well i'll give she's one of this generation's most talented people like literally she is i actually um like the soundtrack but shallow was never one of my favorite songs Mm. so that's probably why i just come up yeah you're like "Mm." okay guys we're gonna be really bad at this next one i'm gonna be really bad at this one so speak for yourself i don't know what it is yet best new artist oh goodbye so here we go i need to highlight who is in this category first before revealing the winner i was gonna say one thing quickly go on go there is a best new artist curse it hasn't always happened but it's been a documented idea that people who win best new artists usually don't replicate the success later on in their careers so fingers crossed that's for this this young lady right here yeah it didn't happen alicia keys won it yeah right kerry won it tony braxton won it they wanted to do i feel like it's more in the modern like no 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 no, it's been last like four years it's been a thing no as in like it's gained traction more so in the last like not the older school like alicia keys and them but like more so now like the the best new artists actually doing that like not coming out no that's been an idea for years that's been happening for years that's been so it's happened it's happened before okay cool cool, cool. so i was just naming the ones that i know that went on to do outbeat the curse but there's been loads of curses carly simon um who else is one uh, Alicia Cara. <laughs> yeah, that's who I was else. thinking of. Um, but, um, no, that's been going on for they, years. The four industry are forcing that one. Anyway, um, so her, Georgia Smith, um, what? Bebe she Rexa, was in the, in the don't know how, don't know why. Um, Margot Price, uh, Greta Van Fleet, Luke Combs, and obviously Chloe and Halley. And then who won? Dua Lipa, guys. It's better than Georgia Smith winning it, to be honest. So, Dua Lipa won. In my opinion. All right, so... um, Dua Lipa won. Why is that better than Georgia? I just think it's better that Georgia didn't win it. Yeah, but why? Because I don't like Georgia's music. Oh, okay. No, if we can, like... Um, But yeah, I think in terms of who should have won this, it should have been her, personally. Um, Dua Lipa, I haven't actually heard a song... Mm. But actually, I've listened to one song and it wasn't anything special. The one so. that plays in the club. Yeah, whatever, and that's like. it. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of how long that song's been out. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I would have given it to, like, out of, I'm going to be really honest. I did mention that her, the likes of her, um, LMA, some of these people here, like, who were even nominated and stuff, I was kind of shocked. Like, not shocked as in, like, just the Grammy being so quick in terms of, like, oh... Well, it's best new artists. They have to give... No, 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 no. In terms of the wider nomination. So, like, I didn't think her... Like, I wanted her to win a Grammy, obviously, as, like, a fan, but, like, not 
this soon and for this. But like, loads of new artists win Grammys in their first year or first couple of years. No, that's... but we made the point about her album, that project not qualifying. Yeah, like, that, that project, kind of thing. yeah. Yeah, but... no, that's what I mean. But I feel yeah, like she being nominated is fine. But no, but if she released a general album and it was like that, then I would, I'd be like, oh my God, like, yeah, but it just didn't feel like why the right LMA? rollout. Why is that so soon? I just thought like for, I just thought her entry, like, yeah, I just didn't think that she should have like been nominated so soon, like in my opinion. But um, for her, if she was to win any Grammy, I thought this would be the one that it would feel right, if that made sense. Even that wouldn't really, she's not really, she's not really new. Her, Her first EP came out three years ago. But in terms of the visibility of her, it's changed but since when her new. first EP But her first released. EP dropped on But you know record. the Grammys in terms of like being on the radar, they wouldn't have like known about her like when she released her. Like like it wouldn't have qualified if she got nominated back then to them because no, of, of course how they not. nominate artists. That is true. So that's what I mean. Like in terms of now. It's mainstream presence is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, like um, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like the mainstream presence even though chart wise they, they could be some disputes but um presence is more so there for her to be in the category now and win it it just feels more natural for how her rise has been and her fan base and her entry into mainstream and this whole 2000 like late 2017 to late 2018 i've seen i've definitely seen a rise in presence and a rise of her arrival as an artist we all know she'd been in the industry for years, like and, decades, uh, like even dec- almost. She's, like, she's 20, she's 20. A decade. Like in terms <laughs> of playing the piano on at all these shows there when she was younger, like um Steve Harvey and all that kind of stuff. But that, my point still stands though, but her first official project came out on a record label in 2016. So, and traditionally the Grammys have always, if anyone's been nominated, it would be after their first official project. Obviously it was an EP, so mm. that's why she wasn't nominated. But well, even then, I believe Jenna Aiko was nominated for Best New Artist on the basis of EPs. Mm. Um, there is a change. I think there is a change in so terms of the EPs and how they're seen. For me, the award should have gone to Chloe and Halle in her, the end. <laughs> um, Dua Lipa, I understand she's been a big star, although even her, and she's another one that she, the industry were trying with her. Because I want to make this very clear. She's blown up in the last year and a half, but that girl released nine singles from that, from that one album. But it wasn't to new rules and I don't give a fuck and the Calvin Harris. Song. How many songs are on the album? On the album? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but you go Wikipedia is about nine singles. So before she blew up, she had like six songs that, that flopped. But then new rules went number one. Then it all, oh, sorry. It all went up from there. But she had six singles that flopped before that. So like they really, really were beating a dead horse with her and it finally stuck. And the thing is, I won't, get, I won't say anything bad about her because. She's not a terrible singer, but can't perform to save she, her life. No, definitely not. But she's just, she's just very unremarkable in general. So that award should have gone to Chloe and Halle or her. Great. Right. Um, are we doing pop? Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. I've I'll, I'll skip over saying. pop. Listen, things. Well, no, I, well, I only, 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 only I am going to have an opinion on the category. I'm, no, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing. Like in some, I'm mm-hmm. very happy. You mm-hmm. know, my girl Camilla didn't win. We're here. So it's great. Great to see. So, you know, your girl won for Saturn. So anyway, best pop solo performance. I'm just going to say who won at this point. But um, Lady Gaga. And I said this 
when we did the nominations. One. I don't know. Even though, like I said, I love this song, Joanne. I love that song. But it came out three years ago. And I don't like it when artists and labels submit live versions to be nominated. Like, that's just cheating. I just feel like it's just very sneaky. It's like, why? And it's like, Joanne wasn't even a single. Like, it wasn't, that wasn't, it, so like, Camilla tried it too with Havana. She lost too. Thank the Lord. Praise Black Jesus. Havana <clears throat> brackets live. Sorry. The, the description for this award is for new vocal or instrumental pop recording singles or tracks only. Yeah, and I get that. And it's true. So this, because it's the live version, it's technically new, but it's like, the song, it's not a new song. And it's like, why should you be nominated? Like, be nominated three years ago. And I do love this song. And she sounded great on it. But all I know is, God is a woman was deserving. And I would rather, because we're going to get, let's get into it now. So Ariana won her first Grammy for best pop vocal album for Sweetener. We all know that wasn't her best album. I would have rather her first Grammy be for best pop performance for God is a woman. Because that was a great song. She delivered an amazing vocal. I would have rathered that. Um, but shout out to Lady Gaga. I love her. Great talent. And Camilla um, didn't win. We thank the Lord. Hopefully it's the end of her. Best pop duo slash group performance. So Lady Gaga again with Bradley Cooper this time for Shallow. Um, Backstreet Boys are still making music. Yes. Yeah. They're always touring. Um, other notable nominations, Maroon 5, Cardi B, Backstreet Boys, Tony Bennett, Demi Lovato and Christina, Justin Timberlake, thank God didn't win, and Chris Stapleton. And Zed, Mara Morris, and Gray. Um, so. shout, out, shout out to Gaga. Um, um, I would have, you know, in an ideal world, would have loved Christina and Demi to get, you know, recognition. But I'm, I said it before, I'm even surprised she even got nominated. Same. For that <laughs> song, honestly, like, it was quiet. Song, it was that quiet. Song didn't, and, I, and, that's, and that's actually a great song, No, it by is the a way. good song. It was a good song, guys. But that album didn't do anything for her. Quiet. So, but, so I'm just glad that the, the Grammys respect the legends enough to at least give Christina her, nomina- <laughs> her nomination. Because I was like, Christina's still getting nominated. So... Come through. I'm happy, you know, well, yeah, I'm happy for that. Happy um, for Gaga. So, best traditional pop vocal album. I really don't No, know. just go Wait, hold her. on. I'm just going to say real quick. Really don't know anyone in this category except for still... Um, wait, can you, can you let me talk? Oh, my bad. I said a set for sale. Oh. <laughs> Barbara Streisand and Tony Bennett. But then the one who won, I was just kind of like... Who was whatever. it? Willie Nelson. Oh, I know who that is. Okay, cool. Um, best pop vocal album, your girl. Obviously, you mentioned Sweetener, Ariana Grande. <laughs> Thank God Camilla didn't win. To be honest, I am going to give it to Ariana out of the choices. Have you heard these albums, though? I've heard parts of Sweetener. Um, Camilla, I've heard all of. I you actually listened to you listened to the whole thing. I was meant to review it. I was meant to review it. I was meant to review it. I heard that album was ass. It was crap. So yeah, it was real quiet. You actually wow. Yeah. Um, so you don't respect Ariana, but you listen to a whole Camilla album. Okay. To review cool. because I had a cool. job. To cool. review because I had a cool. job. To review because I had a job. Ariana can stay in the corner still. I'm good. I'm good. You know, good love and joy. Um, the but Camilla. yeah, you know, the well Camilla, done for the, the first Camilla Grammy. Cabello. Did I say she was, deser- I, didn't, I didn't say she was deserving a Grammy. She can win nothing and go home <laughs> and eat her rice and cabbage. She could go and do that. But I don't give a fuck about 
Ariana. Like, in terms of that way, I just don't give a fuck. You know, a couple catchy songs here and there. You listen to the songs I said I it's recommended. Cool. You didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you lied again, but it's okay. She can go home and eat rice and cabbage too. <laughs> with her Grammy. With her Grammy. With this time with her Grammy. So, yes, Eden, I'm interested because you've heard Sweetener. What do you think of it? Do you think she was deserving with that album? Because Chope said he wouldn't have liked her to win with this album, but he would have liked the best part performance. My opinion so. would be unfair because I didn't listen to the other albums. Um, other what? The albums Oh, Kelly Clarkson's album. She's, yeah. she's in this category, right? Yeah, she is. That was a very good album. Meaning of Life. That was a good album, but I, see why, but I know she would win because it didn't, like... It didn't do it, it much. Didn't, yeah, it yeah. Much. Okay, cool. But um, that was a good album, though. Reputation, Taylor Swift, anyway. Oh, <laughs> Should Taylor Swift... No, I'm joking. I ain't listened to that shit and I never will. But, um, yeah... Um, it would be unfair. But do you think Sweetener, just listening to it, is deserving of a Grammy? Or like, does she, no. do you think it, like, yeah, do you think she did something on that project? Um, you've listened to the new album, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did, he gave it like two listens. Um, so Sweetener, as an album, I wasn't really that big of a fan of. Um, but in terms of the category, it's the only one I've listened to. It wasn't terrible, but for me, it just didn't, I didn't really vibe yeah. to it that much. Um, but yeah, I'm, when it comes to Ariana Grande, I'm indifferent with her. Okay. I, when it came to the um, the recent album that she released, I enjoyed some of the songs on that. But Sweetener in particular, I just couldn't vibe to. The album before that, I couldn't vibe to. But her first album, I liked. How many albums has she dropped now? Four? Five. Yeah, five. five. So this is number five. Okay, wow. You didn't like the game I like some of the songs in it, but it's just I didn't vibe to it again. It's just not my type of music, personally. I'm surprised you said her first album was your favourite. I didn't think you would like that one. No, I liked it. Um, the song with Matt Miller. Um, I like quite a few songs in it, actually. Oh. Um, but my brother is like a massive fan of Ariana Grande, so maybe it's because he bangs he stays retweeting. Ariana Grande. He stays retweeting. All day. And then when she finally releases like an album, I'm like, okay, I've heard all the singles already. No I hear it in the room across just, the door. Let me just skip all of these songs. <laughs> oh um, my god! But yeah, I'm 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 happy that she reached this. She got the Grammy finally. But yeah, I'm indifferent to Ariana Grande personally. I will say she's a talent. She is talented. Like no one can take that away from her. But I'm just music-wise, I'm just kind of like whatever. And this whole like persona she's got on now with like the Tumblr-y Instagram girl, like it's just kind of so moist to me. But whatever. That's Tumblr-y Instagram. Music. Girl. Like the whole quote it's a part of the campaign clearly but she's like been doing that quotable. for years but so no people have actually noted that it's got more intense this campaign i don't know why or don't know what for what reason but it's got more intense so i don't i don't know i don't know if ariana's persona right now but anyway. do you know what it is with ariana grande i don't dislike her but i dislike her fans like mm. on twitter they're just literally the most horrible people ever really yeah even just... worse than the beehive Cause I no, but I feel like with do the her beehive, fans like attack people. Yeah, I don't think no, they yeah. do. Oh, okay, yes, they do. Do they? Yeah, someone we know whose account got removed because of what? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, exactly. oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, that's a fair. Yeah. point. So that's sorry. a fair point. That's a the fair point. The worst fans are the Barb's. That's in my opinion. I it thought was, it was the beehive because they whole ended a whole Kerry Hilson like, and it still hasn't. Did you see the tweet that Kerry Hilson? Health, like, you see the tweet that Kerry Hilson released? Like she released. What she said in regards to the beehive. Yeah, like, she said no. Nope. She, she was like, no there. one cancelled me. Yeah, I left yeah. on my own yeah, because of like you because of like my own accord no, and like things that I had no, to handle yeah, and yeah, stuff. That's a lie. But so, it's a lie. but she said she's coming back with new music soon. So. Yeah, and she's lying. And you know what? I'll say this now. Can you hurry up? You were going to release an album 2015, we're yeah, now 2019. Was, yeah, yeah. So yeah. where are you? And you keep, oh, I'm in the studio. Okay, but where is it? I feel like it's been nine years. I do feel. Can hurry up? Thank you. 
Nah, Kerry Hilson's super talented. Like she really is, and I would love to hear it in New Era. I'd love to see I get the a, a fair chance. Like I would love to see it. But she did some stuff too, and she has a bad attitude. So obviously, it's but I hope I hope she's grown. That's what I mean. I hope it's about and I mean, the music, and I feel like and the I mean vibes even right now, and I mean even outside the Beyonce stuff, she's she has a bad attitude. No, 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 no. I know. She I've been knowing attitude. there's multiple instances. There's multiple producers. Like multiple I, writers. I love, I love her music. How can a producer tell you to go and release the song, a diss, a Sierra diss, a Beyonce diss, and you just go record it? Like, I mean, come on, girl, you must know that your career is going to suffer. The producer told her to release so, it. So I forgot what Chopin might know the producer, but it's one of those popular R&B producers. But like he was, they were in the studio vibing, whatever. He was like, he admitted this a couple years ago. Um, he was like, ah. Oh, I told Kerry, you know, Sierra and Beyonce are obviously in the industry and your genre and stuff. You need to come and attack them, like, da, 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 just as a bit of fun, get your name out there, da, 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 and she just did it. Like, she went in the booth and just recorded it. Oh. The Turning Me On Turning Me On remix, exactly. And um, then that was. Crickets. And then that obviously created a little bit of tension and then I'm still, I'm still laughing at the fact that Beyonce fans were throwing CDs at her. You know how disrespectful that is? They were actually they went into the store to buy CDs just for the purpose of throwing them at someone. That is very disrespectful. Like the fact you you line and that up. Is effort no, as no, a but, no, but no, but picture effort. picture the process of buying that. You walk into the store, you, you look on the shelf for the Beyonce CD. You line up and walk out and find Kerry Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Kerry, <laughs> baby. Like, like imagine the journey. You're gonna dash that shit. Like you're just walking face, down the street and like, your and your shopping bag oh is just. My <laughs> You went to HMV, you went to Target, nigga. You uh, bought that CD and you went uh, turning me out. Literally just dashed nah. it at her. And, I the tweet, am dead. and the tweet afterwards was funny as well because Kerry Wilson was like, I can't believe she actually that people. <laughs> this is when Twitter was like a diary. So she was like, niggas. I can't I'm believe dead. that people walking down the street and throwing Beyonce CDs. <laughs> I'm bigger than this. I'm bigger. I like, obviously, that's a traumatic experience because that's hard plastic. No, someone's, no. Like, those are sharp cornered plastic CDs that I people hope are she throwing. I to be fair. Let's be real. Like, yeah, let's be real. If but they caught her eye. I, been, I could just imagine, like, be. Beyonce fans chasing Kerry Hills down the street. Bitch, Miss Kerry, bitch. Like, nah, I'm sorry. In the face. No, and then when her and Sierra went on fucking webcam or some shit to apologize for their beat. Oh my God, it was just, yeah. Music industry was a mess. It was a whole ass mess. It's a shame because she's fine and the album was good. No, she's really Both talented. Both albums, like, albums are right. really no, she's good. she's super talented. Energy is still my banger to this day. Honestly, she's really talented. Like, really talented. Like, she she cares about music. Like, she really does. But, um... The attitude. I, I I feel like she she's had enough years to grow. If she hasn't grown at this point. It's her own. She's her own worst enemy. But where do you think she would be if like that didn't happen? Do you think she would have been up there with like Rihanna, Beyonce? Uh, no, not no, no, not Beyonce, been... but Rihanna on that. Well, Rihanna, Rihanna, Beyonce are, are fair enough, near enough, kind of equals, near enough, of but not exactly. Um, I feel like she wouldn't be as high as them. She would have been had a stable career. So yeah. like hundred K is hundred and fifty. So like Sierra, album, uh, better like more. <laughs> no, 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 in no. Like, no, no, better is in consistency because Sierra's album sales went here, 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 there, da, 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 da. I think she would have had just you know average, average little because songwriters it, it is kind of like a thing where in especially in this generation, whereas like people who care more about the back of house like the song like except for like the Beyonce's and stuff like songwriters Jesse J example of this like 
it just doesn't, for some of them, it just doesn't pop. Like Victoria Monet, like there's just, it's just a lot of examples. Victoria Monet some baggers. Jesse J did pop. I don't know why you've said this before. Jesse no, but J this got, no, I mean, she popped, but she ain't, it's quiet now. It's so quiet. Like, I'm so sorry. It's but she popped bigger than Kerry did. No, no, no. That's what, but I'm saying long-term. Like you can have a moment. You can have like a number one. Like, it's only been there. like two years for Jesse J though. Oh my God. You niggas are acting like this girl is going to get there. Like, listen, stop. We get like, it. She's like, she's like, we got, get there. She's been there. She's yeah, like, she's, she's on millions of albums. She's Brit Awards. She's been there. Yes, unfortunately, her run has ended. But that's what I'm saying in terms but of like, the longevity of her Hilson, run. Don't compare her and Carrie Hilson because it was completely different. No, but I'm saying that's what I was saying. She won't have that kind of career <laughs> for a long period of time. Oh, is that, it possible done. for Kerry to have? It could have had an average career. Yes, but I'm saying that she would have never had a big moment and maintain that shit. Jessie J just needs to get like back on the voice. Just like most songwriters don't no, have that moment and maintain stay. that moment. Jessie J needs to just focus on her music and sing. So. I'll take Oli Mers over Jessie J. Sorry, Jessie J over Oli Mers any days. I thought you were going to say, I was like, what? No, no, like, no, no, but no. Um, Jessie J can stay in the corner as well. I don't really care. Um, anyway. Um, can we skip the next one? Best dance. dance. Yeah, we're moving. It was pop. We're going, pop. To we're going to hip hop R&B and, R&B and rap. Um, Okay, R&B. Sorry, I was scrolling, guys. Um, so best R&B performance. Really love this win, actually, to be honest. Um, so we've got the nominees, PJ Morton, the Carters, Lala Hathaway, Tony Braxton, and then the winners, her and Daniel Caesar with Ooh, best part. Yes. Yeah, she deserved that. Completely well-deserved, Daniel and her. That is a new classic in my eyes. Best part, that's going to be a song that is going to last and that's going to be a song that will forever be referenced i think i think it's going to be one of those songs mm. so um, well deserved very yeah well deserved. ironically i actually don't like this song that much i'm going to be really honest but i love the performances of it i don't really like this song that much to be honest but i, I get why people say music. it's going to be a classic pardon i thought you loved all of her no, music there's songs yeah. on the f- there's one song on the first ep that i don't well, like the best part is daniel caesar's song yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one song in the first EP I don't like. Um, there's a couple on the second EP that I don't like. Um, yeah, I, I don't really like this song like that. But the performance of the song is beautiful every time I see it. So that's why I'm like, it deserves the performance. Because it the performance of it is the thing that keeps it going viral and stuff like that. It's just, it really is an amazing performance when them two get together. They should definitely collaborate on more songs that hopefully no, I'll like it, better. Don't, no, don't do any more songs together because people are always compare it to that. Leave it. You have the, it was a great moment in history and great Ashton time. But I'd love for Daniel to write songs for her and her to write songs for Daniel. Mm. Do a duet? No, maybe like 15 years. Leave it. Best traditional R&B perform... Oh, Eden, do you want to say anything about this? No, no, no. I think she deserved it. That's all I said. I think she definitely she, deserved it. They, respect Daniel, please. All right, they deserved it then. <laughs> respect <laughs> Daniel, please. He has been grinding, to be fair. And like, yeah, Toronto, we keep getting put on. Come on. Anyway, best traditional R&B... Oh, I feel like, no, sorry. Best traditional R&B performance. Yeah. So um, this is a time. Which is, which is, you know, unprecedented. Um, It's happened before, but unprecedented. It's a tie. It's one of two ties, I believe this year. Um, So. And I think third, like ever. Yeah. And I'm annoyed because it's always the black categories. I'll go to the We all know the higher, we all know. Anyway, we'll discuss that later. Anyway, so the tie is PJ Morton featuring Yeba and Leon Bridges, uh, I'm just I'm so happy about this. Like it touches me because I love Leon Bridges and he never gets 
he's like the mainstream attention that he deserves in my opinion he get he's got critical appeal people love him critically but in terms really his album went top 10 over here in terms of reviews like in terms of the reviews and the like that kind of aspect of the criticals i've always seen good reviews yeah, but i'm saying but even mainstream like he, he charts quite well but i feel like his and he presence, sells out big venues i just feel like i don't see he him hits, as present but yeah that's what i mean he has like, a solid fan base solid fan base but i just feel like visibility like in terms of the other new school R&B artists or R&B pop crossovers, I just feel like he doesn't have that same, I don't know. His audience isn't young. That's, that's Maybe that's it. Maybe that's young. it. And amongst, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Amongst my friends and stuff like that. And like same. people, you know, it's, it's quiet. His, audi- his audience are, are grown people. Adult contemporary, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I meant. In our generation, the younger listeners, like the 25s and unders or so. No, they don't really fuck with him like that. Yeah. So that's what I meant by that. But I'm glad he's got finally... Um, this kind of, even though it's a tire, it's really annoying. But yeah, I just think it's a really good, he's really good live as well. Did you like the song? I did like the song and I like the album. Um, PJ Morton, unfortunately, I haven't heard. That's a great song Did you too, hear though. it? Yeah, it's yeah. a great song. Uh, Have you yeah, heard but, the PJ Morton Well, y- Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, but can she like hurry the fuck up? Because <laughs> like, what's going on? I've been waiting for music for time now. Like she needs to hurry up. Greatness takes time. Carrie Olsen have no excuse, it's been nine years. Carry Olsen, you have no excuse. It's been nine years. But Yebba in particular, I need to hear new music soon because I'm getting fed up. And I I didn't really like the third story collaboration personally. You didn't? No. But um, no, those... I don't actually know. I sorry, I did, but I don't like third story, so I got confused. So. Oh, okay, cool, yeah, sorry. cool. That makes sense. You know, I think it's annoying that it was a tie. Just pick one. I I do love both these songs, but I just think it's annoying. Like when I was singing on Twitter, it was a tie. But I was just it's, it's a tie. I was instantly like... brought back to. Because as far as I know, I could be wrong, but in my, you know me, I, I know, like I'm the facts guy, whatever. In in my knowledge of the Grammys, I feel like this has only happened once before, and it was in 1992 or 1991, Patti LaBelle and Lisa Fisher were tied for a, a Grammy, and I just thought that was stupid then too. I was like, just give it to one person. Mm. Like, yeah. Why? So they're both going to get on stage. Anyway, and um, we're gonna get to Anderson Pack's ass, and because that wasn't anyway. So, best R&B song. Can I just say this category is amazing? I thought the people that were nominated was for best R&B song. Mm. Nick's gonna, yeah, yeah. No, it, no, it was it, it, yeah. Looking at it, it's a really good category. It's a strong category. Um, so long as I live, Tony Braxton. I love that song. And writers, um, focus her and writers. Um, feels like summer. Uh, I don't know why that was there. Yeah, uh, do, <laughs> do love. I do love the song, but I don't know why it was there. Childish Gambino and um, and others songwriters, and um, come through and chill. My faves, Miguel and Jermaine Cole. The original um, version of Out J Cole bangs. Yes, that, that's the cool. one I listen to. Great, amazing. Um, so yeah, obviously our girl booed up LMA one <laughs> this category. Is it um, our girl, Nick? Well, our meaning majority, oh, you okay. know, um, our girl. Out of the three of us, you don't like her. Um, do you know what? It's not even that I don't like her. It's, it's actually outside. Anyway, we've gotten into this discussion before. Because um, all, all I know is that if LMA wasn't blowing up, you'd be saying we should be supporting people like LMA. But I feel like this is the thing of a lot of people on Black Twitter. Before she blew up, people were like, 
saying we should respect I would not her. be saying LMA. Like, I would not be okay. saying LMA. I don't believe that. I would. I told you I didn't listen to her before she blew up. I didn't. And I played some songs when you gave in the car and the Uber when we were in that Uber. And then I said, actually, she's got she got some decent material. Well, this is to a PSA to you niggas on Twitter. There's a lot of you who are like. She was um, announced for wireless. You were making fun of her for being wireless. Like, why would she not be a wireless? I didn't, I didn't discuss it. No, but that was when wireless. she had one hit. No, I didn't discuss LMA at wireless. But I didn't. When, I didn't when it, oh, when it, yeah, search yeah. my tweets. I did not talk about and LMA look, at wireless. And it's about one hit. There are loads of niggas that don't even have hits anywhere, but on the yeah, wireless, I know. No, you're you're talking no, about Twitter wireless people. are notorious for that. They've only listened to one song by her. That's the, where the logic And that's from. their problem. But There's plenty of No, but we're trying to decipher why people would have said that. She has a legitimate here <laughs> a grammy nominated here and people like making fun wait of is her. it this year that they were making yeah fun of her? no but she deserves to be there but you retweet some stuff that was making fun of her though no i, I didn't make, I no i did not retweet the make fun of wireless yeah. go through my tweets to choose no, that. i did, I did no, not but, retweet no, making fun of but, LMA no, what i'm saying i don't think i did not this year. and i did not discuss lma at wireless i did not because i remember that happening, i discussed but, the lma and r&b thing we could talk about that but i did not discuss the r the lma at wireless i remember that happening but it wasn't during the time that wireless was out i remember it happening around earlier last like not earlier but towards what, last people year making fun of her for being headline. she was she was supposed to be somewhere and people were like why is lma there she has like one song that people know it, it was not i do not believe it i don't know what even talk, i don't know what that is about i don't even know what, i don't remember wireless like but wireless this year she was announced as being on the lineup before making fun of her like what's it making do wireless like what she has two big songs out right now for album. this wireless though this year but she deserves to be on this year's lineup well, people are making fun of her like why is she on the lineup this is what no she literally deserves to be on this year's lineup she is one of the biggest artists in this country right now and in well internationally as well you could say I wouldn't be surprised if she was on before the headline act to be honest she's not a headline I'm confused no, before like, she deserves to be like on before the person before the headline act what do you mean so you know there's they have acts in order mm. so the person that comes on before the headline act yeah it's usually a spot for someone who's quite big. So um, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if she was the if person she's that, that was there. that spot to kind of, yeah, like. Can we talk? Wait, hold on. Can we talk about Wireless? Why the fuck is ASAP Rocky headlining again? Because I've been to Wireless and when he was he's no, headlining I, so many festivals. The right last now, time I went to I'm Wireless, so confused, ASAP like, Rocky was performing. I don't think he was headlining. I was just like, why the fuck is he here? Of all people, ASAP Rocky. Not even A. Not even ASAP Ferg. Because ASAP Ferg like, has bangers. Over last but who's year. the biggest star? It, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so I don't give love, a fuck. In it, we love ASAP Ferg fuck. out here. Like ASAP Rocky. Rocky. No, but exactly. But if it's gonna be a headliner, it would be ASAP Rocky, and you both know that's true. No, but I'm not saying I'm not saying that ASAP Ferg should have been a headliner. I'm saying that in terms of performances, ASAP Ferg is better to watch for me personally. Yeah, he's a great performer. But ASAP Rocky should not be headlining anything anywhere. in 2019. It's quiet. His it's album was really quiet, quiet in terms of reception. It did. Some numbers, but it's quiet. That album came away. You know, but I will say once again, Buckshots is a banger. That song okay, is fair, a banger. Okay. Let's Buck compare who's let's, com- let's compare who's headlining that festival just quickly, please. Because we've got Cardi B and Migos on day one. Mm, day fresh, two, man. we've got Travis Scott, and then they put ASAP Rocky as the third day. Mm. Well, Sunday, For what? Well, Sunday was the day of rest. People won't be attending Sunday. Anymore. There is only so many times you can play fucking problems. There is only so many times. I know he has other bangers, but like, listen, I. 
Yes, praise the Lord now. Oh my god. Oh yeah, cheeky skeppy. Cheeky skeppy on board. So But no, no, honestly, back to that thing. No, LMA deserves to headline. I mean not yeah, LMA deserves to be on the stage. Clear like Come on now. Like, she's but got a whole album. What I'm just saying is that a lot of you guys are fickle because some of you who were, were before she blew up were like, oh, why aren't we speaking people like Element? She's amazing. Now that she's blown, you guys change it. Was not me. Was not that was me. me. That was and me. And you can search the tweets. I did not tweet about LMA before. Tally Woe, I tweet about. Tally Woe. Okay, but be, I'm just being general. Okay. But I'm just, yeah, but no, no, no. Day, I'm of the same opinion, though. Hmm? Like, still to this day, I'm of the same opinion. I'm not a big fan of LMA's music. And Neither am I. But were you fan was that your opinion before she blew up, though? Uh, did you like yeah, her old yeah, stuff? Yeah. And that's fine, Eden. That's not, and I respect the consistency. What I'm saying is, some people before she blew up were like they were naming her with um oh LMA and mm. oh Aaron Taylor mm. blah, 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 mm. for UK R and B artists. But now that she's actually made it, some of you are like oh. then they hate on her. Yeah, it's like but when you yeah. three years ago when the Ready EP came out. No, no, no. I get you. No, I get you. She don't need a banger. Is, though. I don't and that's, she don't and that's a, a general trend when like artists are low. Key. I think I feel like people are in love with that kind of like aesthetic. Like oh, the Saka, like yeah, da, 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 the projects. Like these are exclusive artists that only I know. And then when they go mainstream, it's kind of like. Oh fuck y'all! Like you sold out. Like your music sounds shit. Like who it wasn't are even you? That. Like, actually, no, no, no. People actually say she's not even a great singer. Her her songs aren't like. But you were literally gassing her up before blew up. And so I re- I do now? remember gassing. Like I do remember Twitter. Like her freezing her like songs and her Instagrams. And, and I do like and I do like her music. I, I will not. I can say that she's not a bad singer. I will say that like it's not her that I don't. Like I, I just feel like the narrative of she's changing the face of art. That's the thing. That was my only thing. Booed up deserves to be nominated for some of these categories. Some of them she deserves to win. The BET ones where she won as well, great. But I just feel like it's the narrative around it. It's not her as a person. No, wish her every success. Her Breakfast Club interview was great. I love the anecdotes that she said. She bigs up people in the UK. She continues the lineage all the time to do that. She bigs up Mustard, who was instrumental in her career. She's not a bad person. I would never hate on her like that. It's literally the narrative. Oh, she's changed her. It's just kind of like, no, like, no. But but people don't want to acknowledge, and I think this is you too, that, the reason why people are making these comments are is because Booed Up was the was the first legitimate R and B song to blow up in quite <coughs> some time. Not R and B hip hop. Not no, it was. Like no, and a, I'll give a you legitimate R and B. No, I will give you that. But what? Let let's. Look, this is the thing. Let's see what happens now. I'm not saying that she's gonna. Booed up and trip anything. are the last two R and B like legitimate R and B songs to have done very like old. Yeah, like, like in its a, convention. A, not about old school. I just mean an R and B song. You can have new school R and B too. Like an, a legitimate R and B song have massive success in the states. And I mean, Hot Hundred, not R and B or adult contemporary. Yeah, we know, we know what they did. Hot One Hundred. So no, she's not changing the face. No, because R and B's never died. And that's what I mean. But when they stretch, she it. is bringing it back to the mainstream, and that is mm. a true statement. No, if that's they were saying, fair, that's fine. No, if she is bringing it back to the mainstream, which she, which the songs did do, that's that's, that's a fair fine. Point. But it's the stretching it, the think pieces that that's she's changing not her the fault. face. No, that, that's what I'm saying. I said that it's not her. It's the narratives. That's the thing. It's the outsider thing that makes me just think oh my god why are people stretching it beyond belief like it's just a reach like yes mainstream what, by saying she's a new face of r&b 
No, not she's like she's changing the face of R and B and all of this kind of stuff. The songs are she's not she's not she's making it mainstream again, like Chope said. But is she changing the face of R and B? Is the other songs that went that way any different to some of the songs before? No. But do they mean that she's just the face of R and B at the moment? Is that I think that's what they mean? Is that no? Some of them are what some of them are saying. Some of them are saying that she's the face of R and B. Then she is changing the face of R and B. She's not changing the face of R and B. Because no, but the face of R and B was someone previously, and she's come in and changed it to herself that's that's another interpretation but my interpretation of changing the face of r&b is kind of like the music in terms of if she is the face there's something saying the face of r&b right now she's one of them yes because of the two songs that charted so high in her album success but what i'm saying is if people are saying she's changing it i'm taking that to mean sonics the behind the scenes the sound a new wave bringing that and then bringing it to the mainstream i get what you mean in that definition but i take that definition to mean changing it in terms of sonics and all of that and bringing it into a new wave kind of wouldn't thing. they say changing the sound of r&b then instead of changing the but face. some of the uh, some of the pieces have said i can get some some of the pieces have like literally said that the sound and the people coming with her are changing that and i'm just kind of like it's literally been two songs and they've sounded, there are other songs that they've sounded like. And like her album's been sa- like it samples a lot. So. I think it might be, yeah, okay. I, it's, I, yeah, I, it's just I definitions, definitely it's see definitions, it, but it might be an interpretation. But if they're saying she is the face, we can definitely say that she's the face because of her wins, her successes, her chart success, her album success, which followed. Cause I was like watching to see if the album- Her tour's do doing it. well. Her tour. Her, and she's her doing- Her world's tour, not just- Well, yeah, the, her American, you know. Not just UK and US, she's doing- international day yeah so she is great for uk artists yeah it's great and do you know what she definitely wireless back to that point people making fun of that the accolades are literally on the table like you can't really and back to your next point there are a load of niggas on wireless you don't even have here and they consistently year on year year on years you can like something but they're not on main stage most of the time they're in a different section no, but but you know they don't make fun of LMA for being there then. What did you say? Like, go on, say that. They don't make fun of LMA for being there then. If it's about main stage or not, the point mm. is she's at the festival, so why? And she, she deserves to have why, her name yeah. on the bill. As a you like, come on. Regardless of whether it's main festival, stage, like, small stage, whatever, like, yeah. Why should she not be at the festival? She's yeah. a UK artist doing R&B music. It's at the who's festival. had success. Why should she not be there? And is qualified to do so it. So basically, niggas, all some of you out there are very inconsistent, and it's showing. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, congratulations to her. Best R&B song, well deserved. Moving on. Happy hurt for her. What's the name? Best urban contemporary album. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, and... <laughs> Wiltra! That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Best urban contemporary then, album. I know Nick Eden. <laughs> I know Nick, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm, I know I'm Nick, gonna let you talk. I'm gonna I know Nick talk. and Eden are surprised at me saying that because they think I'm a brainless Beyonce star. I actually am not surprised. I think you're very critical <laughs> and the fact that you are critical is great in this sense, to be honest. So, um, and my, I know who you wanted to win. I so my thing with this is, I just feel like with certain So the Carter's one, just saying. Yeah, so the Carter's everything is love one. Mm. I just feel like with certain artists, they're just like, the Grammys just have to give them an award. Kendrick is slowly becoming one of those two. I love Kendrick, but he's slowly as well becoming one of those guys that we just, ah, oh, he's nominated, just give it Based to on the backlash yeah, yeah. from that 2000. And it's based on his um, goodwill from previous um, eras. Mm. So this is my thing about the cars. I did like the album. Did I love it? No. And was it worthy of a nomination? Fine. Give it a nomination. What did Fine. you just say? Was give it worthy it a of nomination. a nomination? Oh. Fine. Give it a nomination. Fine. But to win? No. <laughs> like every Like every other album, like... 
I would have if you had to give it to like a big like a mainstream act. You know what? Chloe and Halley may not have won because they're too they're too small. Give it to Miguel. Why? I thought. See, I don't even you think don't, that was a. I don't even feel like that was an R and B album. You don't no, but was that's urban contemporary, nigga. Yeah, yeah that's, that's no different. point. Urban but contemporary, that's, nigga. That's nigga, not, nigga, nigga, nigga. No point of urban contemporary, Eden. No oh, point. Sorry, I'm just reading the definition. So, I mean, I mean, it kind of subgenre so R and B filled subgenre of the R and B. No, so it's R and B music. That's yes, it does. If you go into the no, but on the official Grammys website, you're on Wikipedia. It does say for albums containing at least fifty one percent playing time of newly recorded contemporary vocal tracks derivative derivative I can't say the word of R&B derivative. yeah derivative of which R&B. is Miguel's album mm, okay because the R&B is the foundation then his sub goes into sub genres exactly. and other genres and then so that's my thing so like Miguel shouldn't have won it I'm just saying that now he shouldn't have won it who would you give it to then I would, if someone had to win this award I don't even know why it's an award in the first place to be honest we all know it's a shrub for the best album of the year award but personally what Best album of the year. What, what it's mean? like the one that they give to it's like the one they give black, to black artists, artists if they don't. Give no, I think it makes year. sense for it to be there. Like, but let me finish my point. So I think that um, everything is love. I forgot my point. You know, I'm just gonna waffle. Go on, say what you're gonna say. I do if think it comes up. Just say. It. Yeah. I do think there is a, a need for that award to be there. Like, if you look at the best R and B album nominations, it would be unfair to put them in the same list as the urban contemporary nominations. I do think. I do you think, think it should be there, but I think the way they use it. Yeah, is, that's, and you know, right, I don't that. get your point. Yeah, that. that's that's I don't get but your I do point. think, I do think that there should be a separation between like Tony Braxton. Definitely, should, Tony, Tony Braxton shouldn't be in best other contemporary. And a Miguel, a Tony Braxton, yeah. and a Miguel should not. Yeah, be they the should same. be. The yeah, same I get you. I hear you. Unless he goes completely. Yeah, out of but yeah. What's, and your, before, what's your point in comparison to the best album of the year? Because you're saying it's a shrub for best album of the year. I'm like, how? No, it's it's what they give to the black artists, so they they don't get nominated. If they don't get best album of the year, they get the award. Yeah, how do? But where did that come from? It's a known fact discussed around most people that listen to or watch the Grammys. It's a, it's a known thing. It's a shrub. I don't get it. What do you mean? Okay, maybe I'll, I'll send you some tweets and stuff after. Basically, you know about. what I said, how it's used. So the, how the, the category is used in, in terms of like album of the year and then it's used like to kind of pigeonhole. Like, so say if they kind of put like, so for album of the year this year, put all black artists and then give it to the country artists, for example. Mm-hmm. And then they just, uh, that people say that that's why urban contemporary is there to kind of just like okay so we're not definitely not give give albums of the year to a black person so urban contemporary that's what you get kind of thing Mm. i think it should be there like the distinction or call it something else whatever you want to call it but the distinction between a Miguel and a Tony, like I just said, a Tony Braxton. They shouldn't be in the same category. They shouldn't be in the same clearly how they make music now they should not be in the same category but i do think that the urban contemporary category is used that in that systemic kind of way to kind of obviously give certain artists certain genres album of the year and then you know that's why we've got urban contemporary kind of to just dash it i think the reasons for it are off in terms of their minds if if we were to know the true reasons but i think there is a need to distinguish traditional rv from where we are now with some artists like miguel's and you know frank for example i just really hate the word urban as well personally yeah, because there is that. Just what does urban? It just mean? means it's it's, it's, it's just means black. black. Best that's black all. That, that's all it means, and that's why I think it's a shrub for yeah. That, best which album. is why I said different name, but I get that. Well, it used to be called best urban alternative album, but urban is the issue. So the word urban is the issue, not or R and B. They should call it just oh no, but then well, best alternative mm. R and B album. But then yeah, maybe. No. Mm. See, then, the then, thing then, is, when you start playing another, with it, you uh, get away from what the award should be for, and I think it's just to get rid of the acts that 
potentially could win best album. That's what just what personally what I believe. Um, and I just really hate the word um, urban. Personally. Oh no, yeah, I have a well, gripe with urban, but but in terms of who I think should have won this award, um, from the list, I know I said I don't really think he should have been on it, but I didn't like the Carter's album personally. Um, I liked the visuals, didn't like the album. War and Leisure. I mean, I didn't listen to Chloe and Halley's thoroughly enough to give it a critique. Um, but yeah, I think Miguel, if anyone on this list should have won it, Miguel should have won it. Okay. Um, right, I Nick. think Miguel should have won it too. Um, if not Chloe and Halley. But um, yes, best R&B album. So Tony Braxton was nominated, Leon Bridges, Lala Hathaway, PJ Morton, and then obviously her who won for self-titled her. We've discussed the issues before, but if Shopee wants to recap, he can. If not, whatever, like. <laughs> um, yeah. no, no, I need to recap, but um, I feel like everyone knows that this album isn't really an album. It was her first three EPs put together. But um, that being said, if we're going to look at this nomination, it was the strongest album, inverted commas, of the five or six, however many it is. Um, um, I, did li- I did love L- um, Lala's album. Is she nominated? Yes. Yeah, I did, I did love her obviously. album. PJ Morton's album was great, but if you look at just if that album did exist, then her definitely was the best. And I'm happy for her to win. You know, I'm super, super, super. I put it on my Instagram. I'm super, super, super happy that she is now a two time Grammy Award winning artist. Super happy for her. Cool. Um, Eden? Eden, yeah. I think it's great for her. It's really cementing her as the legend that I think most people believe she's going to become. Hopefully she continues to release great music. But it's too early to say this legend story. No, I think people say it because she's one of the first kind of new school artists that is able to play so many instruments. She sings well. Her collaborations are always great. She clearly They cares. can't really fault her right now, but obviously there's been curses in the past if we look at JoJo and people like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not multi-instrumentalist, but... Just talented folks. In terms of who music. people thought would be huge someday. Um, I just hope she continues. I mean, look at Alicia Keys, like, at the what, moment. What about her? In terms of, I just think her quality is decreasing per album that she releases. No, but Alicia Very Keys, strong career. No, but but her, she had a very strong... Well, still has run. She had a very an excellent run. Yeah, in terms of sales, but I feel like in terms of quality for music, the beginning of her music is better than the last. No. So later, did so, wait? Was it you? Maybe you. Did you say Lemon of Freedom was her best album? Was it no. you? Okay, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. But um, but yeah, in terms of her, I I think it's great. Um, I hope she continues to make great music. Um, but yeah, I'm happy she won it. Mm. Don't think anyone else in this list should have really won it personally. I did like yeah. Liam Bridges. Good thing I haven't heard um the others in it, their entirety for me to give a strong opinion. Um, yeah, with her, I get that strong feeling. I'm not going to say legend, but I just have a strong feeling she's going to be here for a while um, and have hopefully a good run in her current conception. I just, yeah, I am I am kind of nervous about this debut album because um, it's there's a lot of pressure now. Um, um, but yeah. I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I hope she's almost finished recording it so she doesn't get pressured to kind of do others. But she seems very uh, at one with who she is and like her music, but I'm anticipating this. This is one of the releases I'm really anticipating. I'm just like, what is going to happen? Like with this one, I'm just, I'm, I'm really intrigued to watch. And I'm intrigued too, because in some ways now, I kind of feel like even her dropping music this year would be like, is there any point? You dropped two EPs last year. You have five releases now. You've been performing a lot on television and on the road the last year and a half. Like, I guess kind of feels like she might suffer from overexposure. And I kind of just, now that she is, like Eden said, she's now cemented. 
So what would the official debut album really do for her? What would that mean for her mm. now? She's pretty... She could argue she's blown. For me, like... Will it really... Will she reach a new oh, plateau after for, this? For me, I feel like in my head, this may not be the industry's head already fit. This is just me as a fan watching. Like, I feel like she... This is what I mean in a sense of like, it, it's been two years, but at the same time, it's felt like so much has happened. Like, it feels like it's really quick how everything's happening quick succession with everything. So I feel like this debut album will be the final rib- She's won a Grammy. She's a Grammy winning, um, award-winning artist now, but I think there's still that last pull to do. And that is the debut album for me, just to see. What would that mean though? For me as a fan, it just means that the consistency is there. Like obviously EPs and she's done all of that. Like although there's been some songs I haven't liked, but as a whole body of work, she's replicated that and been able to make quality pieces of work multiple times. But I think there's a certain higher echelon when you kind of have to make a debut album. And I just want to see how that goes and what 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 will be new, what influences she kind of pulls on um yeah i just want to see i just want to see that that is the final kind of the ribbon's tied but there's just that final last bit to for me as a fan watching just to see but yes i do want to see it in the last half of this year um yeah, the last I, few months winter I release yeah yeah she, she, she can do the tours and stuff no now. no i don't I, I actually think she needs to just lay low completely until like the end of summer okay i think she needs to go away for a bit cool so yes time time is pressing on so we're going to quickly do rap and then we're going to um, move on to the cultural stuff um so rap best rap performance this is another tie shop is about to go off so yes uh cardi b be careful jake nice for what travis scott jake uh big hawk and swali on sicker mode um were nominated and then obviously the two winners who were nominated too um king's dead kendrick j-rock future james blake so happy um that j-rock finally won um a grammy um and bubbling anderson pack um yeah there was a tie another tie unconventional tie so what do you guys think about these wins again king's dead and bubbling were the winners in the tie what do you think um i don't understand why it was a tie um Mm -mm. anderson pack Mm. Mm. I, I don't actually know what to say. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry I've got you. I actually don't know what to don't say. Don't worry. But, oh my god! <laughs> don't, but, don't worry, I've got you. But the Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finished. I just um, Why? So yeah, I'm Did happy that J Rock has finally won a Grammy, but the tie <laughs> is a bit of a weird situation. <laughs> Um, if you're gonna tie it with anything, why is it? Why is it that song? <laughs> why did he even get nominated? Why? 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 Nick, I'm gonna break. Someone this. answer me. Why? Nick, Ethan, I've got you. I'm coming. Someone I've got, answer I've got me. Both of you. I've, I've got, I've got you guys. I've got you. go. Just, just do it. I'm so done. So I'm just I'm gonna done. say this. This hurts me to say, say what I'm about to say because I feel like it's quite well known amongst the, the three of us and also people who do listen that I'm a massive Anderson Pack fan. I think everyone knows that I, I love him to death. 
So, but that being said, why the fuck did Bubbling even be nominated? <laughs> and I want to remind this. This was the original first single from Oxnard, but after <sighs> did nothing, he stopped performing it. It didn't even make the album. He hasn't performed it since. He doesn't even acknowledge it anymore. So why was it even nominated in the first place? And the fact that it won. And back to Ariana, so same thing. Alison Pack, who has released incredible, flawless music. You mean to tell me, this is his first Grammy Award. This. Bubbling. This is just like when Kendrick won the first time for fuck fucking I. Are you dumb? <laughs> Are you dumb? <laughs> Sorry. What is it with the Grammys giving their first Grammys to, for songs that don't No, Bubbling. Bubbling. And I'm sorry I'm saying that song's trash. It's not it's not okay. It's not oh it's better than it could have been. No, it's a trash song. He knows that, that's why it's not on the album. Why is that going to be Alison Pack's first album? Brandison, Pack, whatever your name is. Why is that your first Grammy? And if it was going to be a tie, everything else I would have accepted. Even nice for what? Even nice for what I'd have accepted. Same. But the winner of the award should have gone to King's Dead or Sycamore. But I'm glad, I'm very glad J-Rock won. He's long been... Oh. I just realized Sicko Mode is in this. Let me just retract everything I just said. Continue. Just continue, sir. Um, J-Rock has long been, along with Ab, absolutely probably the most underrated members of TDE, yeah. in my opinion. So I'm super, super, super. And he dropped an amazing album last year, which should have been nominated also. Amazing. Should have won for one of those things. But. So um, I'm so glad that J-Rock has a Grammy. Obviously, Kendrick, you know, another one's the list, you know. Like I said, like I said about, about the Carters, Kendrick is slowly becoming one of those artists that they're just going to give any award to just because it's Kendrick Lamar. Don't think future isn't there, but it's that. Anyway. So um, that is my thoughts on that. I do love King's Dead. That's a great song, but I would have given it. If it was going to be a tie, it should have been sicker mode. Yep. Okay. Now Eden can go off. No, that's what I was going to say. That's it. Yeah. Tie between. Yep. So Bubbling should have been. Be careful. Bubbling should have been. Be careful. Nice for what? Can I? I would understand, but still shouldn't have won. Sicko mode, yeah. This but, is what proves the grab is out of touch. Be fucking careful. What? Quiet. Anyway. Bubbling so. should have been in the recycle bin of Addison Pack's laptop. Anyway. <laughs> best rap song performance. No. Should we, we just, go. to save time, should we just read the winners? And then. Yeah. Um. So this is America Childish Gambino. Nope, 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 so, nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Thoughts, yeah. Eden? Nick. Glad Goldlink got nominated. Wait, what performance what was this? Christina oh, yes, 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 What yes, performance yes. was this, though? The, the Lord knows. So mm. it's obviously his theatrics around and all that. Because he so. sings. And all right, so I, I, I get that. Mm. I do get that, personally. But no. Like, in the video and everything. Yeah, I do get it, but yeah. And he rap, he, t- he does rap and sing in the song, but still, no. And act. I mean, on this list, I do think, yeah, he should have won it. Personally. What was nominated? Like so, I do, Christina, Pretty for Little Fizz, Slack, Jake Hole, All the Stars, Kendrick, Scissor, Rockstar, Posty, and 21. You know what? I'm going to be, you know, Devil's Advocate, Gold Link, Christina, give him their thanks. Nah, I'm sorry. That, that, was, a, that was a banger you that, did. That ain't it. But that was a banger. But it's not it. I feel what like no one even knows. I think Childish Gambino on this list is hmm? fine to you win. Know. On this list, I think Childish Gambino is fine to win. Oh, fine. Anyway, best rap song, God's Plan, or nope. Graham. Uh, yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, J Rock was nominated for Win. Very upsetting. Oh, was he? That's it. good. Sicko Mode, King's Dead, and Lucky You were nominated. Mm, Sicko Mode should have won that. Yeah, Sicko Mode should have won. Best rap album. So this is. Um, <laughs> wow. 
Wow, so this happened. Oh, I'm pissed um, off. Sorry. The girl, the woman, the rapstress, Cardi B Before gained her first Grammy for Invasion of Privacy. Can I just say something quickly? Is that okay? Yes, yeah, you talk. It's your podcast. No, no, I thought you were going to say something afterwards. But, um, but later. Can we stop when someone, like, RIP to Mac Miller. But can we stop doing this thing where someone passes and we have to award them for it? Can we stop doing it in general? Because it's very annoying as someone who appreciated um, Mac Miller's music. And um, just in general, when it comes to people who either make something creative and they die and then everyone's like, they deserve this award because they're dead. Like, that's not how awards work. Mm. And then when I saw all the tweets and people like, oh, Cardi B shouldn't have won it. I think Ariana Grande tweeted Ariana something Grande's as well. And I get from a PR perspective, she has to kind of show, I guess she has to show that. I don't know if that was like a PR thing, but I feel like it's a PR thing at I the same time. She didn't need, she didn't that need that to mention that nothing. She didn't need to mention shit. She didn't need to she mention didn't, she didn't need shit. To that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be good PR for her to do that. Exactly. She didn't need Why? to mention shit. That's why she deleted them. No, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like she could have kept that to herself. It didn't need to she be tweeted need out. To it, I shit. think it was an emotional reaction. I but she, she knows was... it would have gotten a reaction though. Like she knows and it was that. two tweets. Fuck. Wow. Like or whatever it was. I'm just like, sis. She, like, you really and she, did she comment on anything, anything else throughout the rest of the night? No. No. So then, fuck. What? Like so emoji. Oh, that was an emoji. I think yeah, like one of them said, sis. Like, like what? I said, she shouldn't have. She shouldn't have been tweeting. But I think she was just emotional. My conspiracy theorist is basically she knew that people would be looking towards her to react towards that award in particular. So she released a those two tweets to at least say when he died well he's died obviously but I still support him in some type of way that's just my conspiracy theory I can be wrong don't give a fuck but yeah I whatever. feel like just stop doing the thing when someone passes and, and thing, I agree give them all with, just with, for dying I agree with Edith's point that we shouldn't award them because they died and I say this that I did like Mac's album mm-hmm. but I I still wouldn't have given him this award mm-hmm. but, and I did like the album I think I was the only one in the room that actually did when mm-hmm. we discussed it I actually like. I haven't album. listened to it in four. I'm going to be really I listen. Would... I can't get through it. Yeah, oh. it's just I just felt away. Like it's yeah, just... I like the album a lot. I still play it, but I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have given it to Mac Miller anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't have given it to Cardi B personally. So like with was me... Astro nominated? Astro World, yeah, Astro World, Victory Pusher. Lap, Daytona. Oh, Daytona! You I wouldn't it. have given it to Cardi B. So I, but you know why? I feel mm. like with. Mac, like I didn't even think anticipate this bloody winning number one or for it to get we I feel like in our nominations we didn't even include that in the list. Um and number two, I didn't expect people to be so mad, like nigga, grow the fuck up. Like it was not like I'm so sorry, like I just don't understand why people are like just what what the fuck? Get your big boy pants on. There were better albums in the It was a good album though, Nick. No, but like from I've heard I'd say about half the... I, no, to be honest, I, I'll come back next week with, with that. But I just think that, let's be real, in terms of the impact and all of that, just because he died does not mean he should win. Like Eden said, like, don't... Like, I just didn't anticipate this being a whole problem. Like, I, I didn't anticipate... I anticipated, like, either Cardi, Travis winning just because of their their prominence over the year. But um, I didn't anticipate people backlashing because Mac didn't win. Like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, get the f- like. I, I'm just really confused as to why it was a problem. But um, and it's I, it's so unfair as well. Like, like, it's just like stop. Like, Mac don't give a shit. Like, I'm sure if he like no, I'm, but like equal, just stop. E- equally at the same time, people have put time and effort into making something mm. worthy of Grammy nomination. And you just want to give it away. Obviously, it's a terrible thing that's happened. Of like course, Mac Miller yeah. dying is horrible. Yeah, at such a young Great age, and the way he died. Well. But like, 
to disregard the work of others is just like exactly. It's just really stupid. <laughs> and like I said, and I, like I said, and I, and I li- and like I said, I'm thinking I actually liked the album. Yeah. And I still wouldn't have given it to him anyway. Hmm. I still wouldn't have given it to and him. That's, anyway. that's, and that's that is album. what we're trying to say here. Okay. Um personally from a personal standpoint obviously your boy would have liked to see Nipsey win but obviously it wouldn't have done he wouldn't have won obviously it's clear um but out of the people who could have won um realistically I would have given it to maybe Daytona is actually really good like sort like sonically like I did I listen to it the other day win. like it Ye did actually do something with Daytona that was one of the only that projects of the, the release that he did something no, that on that was the only one okay good <laughs> it was the only one wait what was Parts your name? Of Tana, but you know but, oh that came out um anyway let's move on unless do you want to pick I'm, Cardi I'm, I'm happy for Cardi though I'm happy for her Astro World for me I, I know you wanted that. I know you really wanted that Personally, one. Personally, he should have won that. But I know yeah. you really wanted that one. Um, and I do agree. I think I would have um, given it to um, Tra- Cardi or Travis. Okay. Fair. Travis is deserving as well, to be honest. Really good project. He did get snubbed this year. Can I ask a quick question? He, and, did, he did, didn't he? He didn't win. Yeah, he didn't he win. Wait, let me just ask a quick question and let's not try and like make this long. But do you kind of get where some people are frustrated with Cardi B winning an award before Nicki Minaj. Oh, I was going to talk about that anyway. Well, Just, let's talk about that for two minutes. BT, no, we're going to have the BT um, discussion anyway. Oh, uh, okay. okay yeah, we'll, we'll bring it in. So this is about to be the discussion anyway. So no, let's... Just the did we do best album? Oh, shit. Did we do best album? Album of the year. Yeah, did we do album of the year? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we did, we did. That was in general. I believe I'm the only one who watched most of the performances. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck. I watched five, but <laughs> Alicia Keys was nice. Yeah, so he's, cool. I'm just going to quickly run through them. Quickly run through them. Mm-hmm. Chloe and Halle were amazing. They did um, a tribute to Donny Hathaway mm-hmm. and Bert Flack. They sounded amazing, mm-hmm. as expected. I see Jennifer Lopez here. I'm going to save her for last. Um, Diana Ross, of course, the legendary, iconic Diana Ross was um, given an honorary Grammy Award. Um, she was great. She was in good voice. My just only concern with her is every time she's been honored she always just chooses the most random songs it's just like just perform the hits i heard that the grammy this is what i wanted to bring up later but i heard that the grammys will like with some people they create what they're meant to perform Surely not for diana ross like they decide they go you're gonna perform which is why your girl ari like she she That's, kind of yeah. revealed that and then people said but that, not yeah. for diana ross I don't know. Like, if Diana Ross is going to be given an award... I don't, I she should, should be able to perform her... Like, and she did do... Impact. She did do Reach Out and Search was one of her signature songs, but The Best Is of My Life, like, nigga. That came out... That's like, what? <laughs> Any- like, I want, if I want to hear Upside Down, I want to hear Love Hangover, I want to hear a Supreme's medley. Not- oh, that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. But, you know, she was great. Mm. She was good. Alicia Keys... Oh, shocking. She, she was really good, you know. I really, really enjoyed her performance. I think it should have been longer. I think she did like a nice 10 minute medley rather than two and a half minutes. But she did really well. I didn't like that. There was a thing with her Lady Gaga where Lady Gaga was trying to do some sass kind of like, don't know what that was about anyway. I don't know if it was my TV, but on some songs, Alicia Keys sound out of key. No, not surprising. That's here. No, that's just you. That's your ear. Oh, true. you don't think she was out of no, key? No, no, I agree with you. Oh, you thought she was okay. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's not surprising to me. I was going to say, we, 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 we all know that Alicia Keys' vocals were a sacrifice for her stealing Swiss, be- Swiss beats from Ashonda. So. I heard they're doing threesomes. So, <laughs> nigga, like, like they, I they said, anyway. I, always, I always say is that someone needs to do a behind the music on Alicia Keys' voice. Like, because mm. I just don't understand. Alicia Keys used to sing. 
Do you know where it fell off? For me personally. Is she a smoker? It fell off for me. It fell off for me when she made that song with Jay-Z, New York or whatever it's called. Yeah, me personally. That's when you first... That's when The the studio was great. When she sang it live. The live. That was the issue. Yeah, from that onwards... I don't know what happens. Ooh, happens. some scratchies, some something happened there. So, ooh, my ear. But forever a talented musician, artist, extraordinaire, obviously mm-hmm. incredible. Um, Lady Gaga, um, I don't know what this Freddie Mercury glam rock nonsense you were doing, but you sounded good. You sounded good. Mm. You hit your notes. You were you were great, but I just your theatrics and your drunken, you know she your, dr- your drunken white girl, whatever country. No, trying just, to be authentic. Yeah, just sing. Travis Scott, you were forgettable. Um, Shouldn't have been that song yeah, for me, but it was forgettable anyway. Yolanda Adams, Fantasia, and Andre Day—they did a tribute to Aretha Franklin. I, I think it's pre-songwriter, three powerhouse vocalists. They just brought the we house down. They killed it. And I just want to say the Grammys disrespectful. Aretha Franklin deserved more than a one-song tribute. Like you've given her twenty Grammys, you could have given her a nice little ten-minute segment. Like, but you don't. That's neither here or there. They don't care. That's neither here or there. Um, Camilla, nope, didn't watch you. Um, Cardi B. I think Eden and Nick may have some thoughts also. But yeah, I thought she um, was a really good performer. And I really like that amongst the female rappers, in terms of today's crop, she's the only one that actually can perform. Yeah, she's great. She's a great performer. She's amazing. Say what you want about her lyrical prowess or her writing her own songs, but she knows how to captivate an audience. I feel like she's very professional as well. Mm. Yeah. I, I was get, really confused. I get that feeling from her that she's quite professional. And, and a perfectionist. I was really confused at why she lip sunk though. That's the only thing I was kind of like, why are we doing this? She was twerking on a piano though. Like, I know, but I, I would have loved to hear her do it like just raw. Like I would have loved to hear it. Like I just like her her tone switches sometimes when she mm. does stuff and like her little sass like it would have been more like, but you would have just been here <sighs> no she's performed she's done like live when she did the American Music Awards last year she's done yeah live. and she's had like breath she can she can do she's one of the artists that I don't hear a lot of you but know, doing the choreo- choreography that she was doing I feel like one of my things for her next her next elevation as a performer is to try and master that. Ooh. Get the breathing right. That would be right for me. But I mean, not, not, it was a good performance though. But I'm I don't know anyone who can, I don't know any rappers who can do that like really well, personally. Because Nicki Minaj was our say it. Okay, well, can we not? Because she literally Nicki stood in there. Nicki like, can't perform in. Yeah. The only person I can see who does it is Kendrick, kind of, but he kind of slows down on the parts where he raps quite fast on mm. some of his songs as well. Well, she can slow down the theatrics. Cardi is a personality without doing all that big staging because, like, she reminds me of terms of, like, Kim in terms mm. of that sass on stage. She could do that. Kim does it live all the time. You know, she can. But Kim do doesn't that. really do theatrics like that. I know, though. which is why I'm saying I want to hear some performances toned down and, like, I, just, I like the sass of Cardi. She can do it without all of that. But yeah, anyway, go on. So next up, we have. Her hard place. Um, she was one of my favorites, if not my second favorite of the night. I just love that she chose the song first of all, and I really like that she had a real live. She had a full live band, and she really. And I liked the arrangement she had with the song. She sounded amazing, and I loved her little dramatic before pause at the end because she knew she killed it. So yeah, her was amazing. We're just going through this quickly, but yeah, her killed it as mm-hmm. we all expect. Oh, Janelle Monae. This was my favorite performance of the night. Obviously, you guys know I I stand when I saw her last year at the Roundhouse. So I was glad to just see her do that once again on the big Grammy stage, killing it would make me feel with um um a little insertion of Pink and Django Jane. She was fantastic. It's too bad she's just neglected. Mm. 
It's such mm. a shame. It's going to be one of those things we'll look back at and we'll just be like, why did we treat Janelle Monae that way? And I'm going to say this again. Janelle Monae needs to be in the conversation when we discuss who the best performers of this generation are. Yep. Needs to put her, she's, she is otherworldly. Even videos. Videos too, oh. of course. Since, since um, Metropolis. Yeah. There's a disconnect, man. In terms there's so of many things. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. But she's winning though. Her album did, this was her most successful album. So, mm. but now we're going to get into Jennifer Lopez. So. Quick, quick, quick. So, um, we were all go. confused about her being this um, tributed to do Motown. You know, first of all, happy birthday to Motown, 60 years. Um, congratulations to Mary Gordy. Um, I just don't, well, I knew it was going to be bad, but when I watched it, this is my thing. Vocally, of course, she was. The vocals were fucking disgusting. And one thing I've learned, I learned about her, aside from her not being a great singer, <laughs> that was so much disgust. <laughs> we all been no shade of vocalist. Aside from her being a non-vocalist, her her actual tone is just not pleasant anyway. Because Sierra's not a vocalist, but she has a nice voice. Janae Aiko is not a vocalist, but she has a nice voice. Jennifer Lopez doesn't have a nice voice anyway. Because it was just literally ten minutes of shit. First of all. But the performance. I'm just like, oh wow, like Jade, Jenny from the block. Did you see Nick? Jenny Nick from was doing straight face again. Jenny from the block. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. But it's, it's not saying this. I will say this. Her actual performance wasn't bad because like i think we can all agree she's an incredible performer incredible dancer mm-hmm. that she is but minus the vocals yeah. i just don't feel like this performance she did really encapsulated the spirit and the essence of motown if anything it gave me akatina turner review it gave me vega shogar it wasn't giving me motown like mm-hmm. why are we doing mass choreography that wasn't what motown was about mm-hmm. That but that's the only thing she can sell. Exactly. And that's fine. That's what I'm it. saying. If you're going to do she would to someone else, fine. But yeah. you weren't the right pick yep. for Motown. So I wouldn't say it was a bad performance because she performed well. She danced well. She engaged well. Vocally, no. Just a disconnect. But it's, just, it's, not, it's not a disconnect. It's like you just weren't the right No, choice. in terms of Motown, she's a complete disconnect. It's like it just wasn't, void, Wi-Fi signal It just gone, wasn't like, the right choice. Not, like she was, she was actually pretty good. It's just... It just wasn't Motown. It yeah. just wasn't. And you sounded terrible. Yeah. I don't know why she did it to begin with, but mm-hmm. I, do, I, under- I do at the same time. And I understand that you- she's a money grabber. And no, under- because she's safe, ethnic. Oh, oh. No, I, but, I thought you meant why she no, decided but this, to do it. This is the thing. Alicia Keys was hosting. Alicia Keys could have done a 10 minute piano medley of Motown songs. Neo was there. He could have done more songs. And, he's, and it makes sense because he's still on the imprint. No, but I mean, outside of that, he actually is just a talented. No, singer. he is, he is, but it makes sense more and than J-Lo as well. Well, really, Alicia Keys was there. Um, Fantasia was there. You land, I'm like, why couldn't you get You one? know they ain't giving the car. They wouldn't give Fantasia. They ain't giving the car. But what? They definitely would give Fantasia. Anyway, 10 minutes to go. So, Any um, other thoughts? Um, That was that. She, so she was technically good, but it just wasn't Motown. It was just, the, yeah. And shout out to Dana Ross's daughter for her shady being on the phone while doing that. Mm. That was, I appreciated that. So in relation to the whole Drake thing and the Grammys, I just wanted to know that he kind of made in his speech the comment that the Grammys aren't worth, they're not, they're not worth anything. And the only thing that you're kind of worth is if you're putting on for your city and kind of just being a local asset to your city and like, being successful in that remit. And I completely agree. I think the Grammys 
the Grammys are slowly losing my capability. Like, do I get the cultural currency that comes from it? Yes. Do I get the um, star power that it can give you and the like plays and all that kind of stuff in the instant streaming? Yes. But in terms of validation and stuff, like it's just becoming so outdated. It's very clear that there's a racial problem. There's a genre problem. And there's a problem in terms of like who they award stuff to. So it isn't, it is a, it, it used to be a thing but it's it's in the white gaze like mm. if we're being real it's in the white gaze it's like the oscars let's be real to ourselves it is in the white gaze mm. i see the cultural currency but it is uh, it is part of the whole white supremacist kind of remit so so that- can i add something just really quickly i think this speech by drake was complete bullshit i legit don't believe that he genuinely believes this because if we look at drake's braggadocio kind of speeches and mm-hmm. stuff like that we look at the fact that when he first got a Grammy, he drank champagne out of it. Mm. And all of, I know you, you see growth as an artist and stuff like that. I just, think, I just think that in general, I think the speech was bullshit. I know it's a great thing to say and stuff like that, but I do think he appreciates the awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that he looks at awards as career um, kind of um, accolades. accolades. And yeah, but I think it was a and bullshit. And milestones. Yeah. To be honest, I do feel like... I don't, I don't care about who it came from. I just agree with the sentiments in the speech. And I agree. And I, as a person, I was slightly starting to turn away from the Grammys anyway and kind of just be like, it doesn't really matter like that. Mm. Like this year was one of the only years that I kind of felt like, oh, like it doesn't, like I'm not really feeling it anyway. Like it doesn't really matter. Like I'm happy for the cultural currency of the people who get it and what happens, but it is what it is, man. And it kind of goes back to that J. Cole and Drake sentiment. Like it doesn't matter. Mm. It, it, it doesn't in the grand scheme of things like integrity and artistic stuff it doesn't matter like in cultural currency times it does but it, it's a white supremacist establishment let's be real yeah. but yeah let's move on so it does matter is what you're saying it does matter but like from the artistic in like it doesn't matter from that perspective but cultural currency yeah clearly but white supremacist in its conception anyway Move on on. Let's go to some other stuff that happened this week. So we are going to talk about really quickly um, 21 Savage. So he basically um, was released by ICE. Um, If you didn't know what happened, he was... um, Incarcerated. Yeah, incarcerated for um, being British um, and loads of immigrant related issues um alleged issues and he had his good morning america sit down where he says he he felt that he was definitely targeted by the immigration enforcement agency ice um he accounted that he was driving on feb 3rd on the ground and then he was arrested um on the grounds that he was actually from the united kingdom and overstayed his visa he saw guns and blue lights and then they said we got savage so that's not the kind of legal procedure in terms of arrest they're meant to read your rights etc they'll arrest you but um yeah they said we got savage um allegedly um and he said he's been in atlanta probably 20 years i'm 19 years i'm from atlanta in my eyes i've been here for 20 years um his mum's advised advised him during his incarceration and all of that and he's highly critical of the trump administration um and he says he thinks the way the policy is enforced is broken but he doesn't think the policy is broken and he promises to use his platform to publicize the plight of others so it has changed him in that perspective um and he was doing activism work outside of this anyway um what are you guys' thoughts because I, I know we're pressed for time um, yeah, just really quickly. Um, so I know there's this whole issue about laughing at 21 Savage when he first got arrested. Um, obviously, 
terrible thing that's happened to him. But I think it's misconstrued slightly because some of the things that I think most people are laughing at was the surprise of it all, not necessarily the situation that was happening. Um, but I mean, kind of just to go off on a tangent just really quickly, thinking about what was happening to him kind of touched me because obviously in the UK, we have our own thing going on with um, uh, Windrush Wind um, and our elders being sent back to their mother, well, to send back to Jamaica or um, some people from Nigeria and Ghana are actually being illegally deported as well, which isn't really reported. Um, and yeah, it's a terrible thing that happened to him. And I really hope that he uses his platform to kind of talk about it so that it doesn't happen to other people or it's just more spotlight on it. But I just think it's just, it's a horrible thing to happen to someone. And I sincerely hope that he's taken the time to just kind of deal with it. Cause I know those detention centers, they literally treat you like animals. Um, so I just hope he's healing. Shopping. No, I'm good. You guys covered it. Uh -huh. um, I just wanted to say as well that I think that like the stuff with 21 Savage, um, yeah, there is like a distinction between the two, but I feel like we're so desensitized nowadays. Like honestly, like I think it is just like really sad. Like I had to check myself and like within the first hour and I was kind of just like, now nah, what the fuck am I laughing about? I've learned about ICE. Like my cousin's been arrested in the US systems before. Like I know how they treat people and it's like, nah like i shouldn't be laughing at this shit regardless yeah you're funny uk jokes like i feel like we go a bit too far with these kind of things so with 21 savage and like just the morality of things i feel like we need to be more personally accountable we're not a monolith there will be people who laugh but yeah on the whole i just think it's a really bad situation and i feel like i hope 21 savage like me mill uses his platform to kind of inform in the Trump era. So yeah, that's the 21 Savage. Um, okay. Um, just because we're running out of time quickly, um, we had a few more topics we wanted to talk about, but I think from all three of us here, in regards to the Sheck West and Justin Sky situation, we obviously... I think it's we're all in agreement. We obviously believe Justine Sky and the situations that she's going through. Um, Sheck West, we know you guys are still going to play them any play him anyway. Just just how it goes in the um, in the rap industry, you guys will still play um, artists that are abusing women. I mean, R. Kelly's booked in other countries and stuff like that, so it's just going to continue. And um, yeah, does anyone have anything to add quickly to that? I just want to say cancel culture is not even real. They're not even cancelling him, so it's yeah. fine. Well, he got dropped from one of his endorsements. I mean, it's so what temporary, endorsements? That's not temporary, he got dropped. Yeah, but R. Kelly got dropped from his album. R. Kelly got dropped from his label and he's still touring. Like, so he's still going to make like money. It's just like Rick Ross got cancelled for the start. Like, though he got his endorsement dropped, but he's still like out mm. here. Like, it's fine. Anyway, um, Justine, I do believe you. Um, Shaq Quest, you know, clearly you're using victim tactics here. Um, or faux victim tactics here. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, and then lastly, we were going to comment on the BET and um, Nicki Minaj situation. Um... I think we'll just leave that for next week just because we're running out of time quickly. Um, did anyone else have anything they wanted to add quickly? Chope or Nick, anything they wanted to quickly add? No. No plugs for articles written recently or anything for anyone? No. No? No. Uh, okay, cool. So that is episode one of season two, guys. We would appreciate your feedback again. Uh, so if you leave a review on our Apple podcast page, if you're listening to us on any other platforms, just feel free to subscribe. Um, let us know how you would just like to, the episodes to come out in future. We apologize for the rush at the moment. We're just getting used to a new recording system at the moment. 
Uh, yeah, that is everything. So thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoy your weeks. We hope you're glad we're back. And yeah, cool. That's it.